This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I am James Boyd. And here me have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? How much, man? Just, um... Ready to, uh, you know, make the rounds on O and R, chilling. Um, so with you, man, not too much. Just finished. Um, actually, starting this pay per view from Thursday. I, I got behind it really bad with a lot of wrestling. I haven't watched um Battle Autumn at all yet. Um, I guess yeah. maybe next week I'll, you know, I'll I'll throw some like you know hastily re- review thing for like for like five minutes to talk about the match. I heard Naito and Osprey was awesome again. Um, I heard that. Um, FTR uh, versus Okan and Cobb was also great too. So, um, can't wait to check it out. It's just so far behind. Got a lot of stuff going on. Just very busy weekend for for me as well. So I I, I couldn't find it in me. Couldn't find the time um, with uh, you know some of the extra stuff. But did catch Rampage on Saturday. Um, I also caught Dynamite, which is a this was a a wild show to say the least. It was um batshit insane. I described it as uh, in a group chat. It was like a bad batshit insane show. Um and, and apparently, you know, the the finesser of the year, um, like we got a question about that. We we have apparently like jumped off the, the battle of all battles is, is happening here. You know, I, we went on that segment talking about Keiji Muto uh, yeah. Last week, and yeah. literally immediately, double J, you know, J E, double F, J A, double R, E, double T, immediately fires back. Imagine, I can't believe. It. I couldn't believe it either. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, it got to like eight fourteen. I see Jared. He he bashes, uh, Darby's head in with the guitar. I was like, oh, nope, I'm not watching this. Turned it off, um, moved on. With, I forgot what I, what I ended up doing after that. Uh, I was behind on something. Like, I was watching some YouTube series, and I ended up catching up on that. But, man. Um, and then, you, and then like, I, I thought, I figured, you know, whatever, I'll get around to it. So I ended up get down on the copy of it. Um, or I plan to download a copy of it. And then you ended up messaging me saying that, like, 
something happened in the second half of the show that that made, that made the show turn around. Um, you had sent me messages like you were equally as mad as I was as what was happening the first like few minutes of that show. Um, I, we're not going to get into the details of what she said unless you want to divulge them to the fans, uh, the listeners. But man, I was like, can I go public with this? <laughs> because it wasn't because yeah, we were both highly uh, uh, unhappy with what we were watching. Yeah, man. Um, I will wait until we get into the actual okay. review to okay. go into that's even my better f- my full thoughts on it. But um, let's begin with the mailbag. Um, okay, and it it is just like uh, let's see, we got a couple questions here. Uh, shouts out to uh, Bruce. Shout out to Brew Haven and uh, Black Saber Junior coming through. Uh, you know, these are the times that when we put out questions, we need y'all to do y'all half on the show, you know? Uh, so normally we, we just are, you know, just inventors of, of creativity and uh, of content. Some, some weeks, you know, it's, it's thin, it's dry, but um, Bruce Mills moan. He says, where the heck is this whole delete the elite thing going? Uh, for, okay. So, Watching the first two um, video packages of packages of it, it seems like they're headed towards them coming back and facing Death Triangle for the uh, Trios belt. And given um, what is happening with Death Triangle and Pack just wanting to be evil again, um, and Ray Phoenix saying, "I don't," but I don't want to. It seems like that's a perfect way just to like. All right, there's a storyline reason for why like they can just get the just get the bills right back and we can move on and basically pretend like we we're acknowledging so we we're not pretending but like we're basically just gonna just move move forward and just, just put those right back on them so they can be two time trios champs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, like the it's an easily explainable thing. Like there's dissension. Da da da. They kind of cost themselves the belts. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. You know, I mean, anytime you get to renew, like, you know, the greatest rivalry possibly in the history of the promotion, which is like the elite versus death triangle, like, uh, I'm with it. I'm sure they'll have a killer matches they've always done. Um, yep. I was, uh, I, I can recall, um, January. Has there, been a, has there been a Omega singles match versus any of those three that were less than four and a half stars? No. Because <laughs> I think because I think they eliminated like maybe match. four think, and a quarter. I think maybe. the eliminator match that that Penta in in uh, Omega had was like I think that was four and a half. Yeah, um, they, it usually works really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I I think it's kind of kind of neat the way they're they're doing this because all the the segments are intriguing. The first week it was fifteen seconds. This one it was forty five seconds. They showed the replay of the finish from from full year and it was just like, yeah. oh my God, that crowd was like that, that's, they were going nuts um during that. Um they showed it pinned and they showed someone actually like deleting it out of like Final Cut Pro, which is like funny and it's like, all right, so there's there's something happening, but um I don't know if they, they do this where it's like you know, they, they come back at the pay-per-view or they try to come back sometime before that. Uh, the pay-per-view is, I want to say on the 19th, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds so, about right. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to, you know, I, I I think at this rate, maybe you save it for the pay-per-view. Oh, is it? 
Is pay-per-view on a Saturday this this year? I believe it is on a Sunday to avoid uh, college football. Well, that's the case. That Wait, what? I believe it's on a Sunday to avoid college football. I Wouldn't it be on a Saturday to avoid... The NFL, right? NFL, yeah, right. Because you yeah, know, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Let's let's take a look. It's either the it's either way. It's either the 19th or the 20th. Yeah, uh, if someone wants to look that up. I appreciate it. But um, yeah, man, I you know always love these 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 scenes matches. So I'm 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 into it. So yeah, I, um, I, I'm I and I think I'm I think they need to like just flat out state like they're the next up. Um, I, I don't know if you can bring them out on TV yet, or if you want to save that for like people that. It's like a special thing for basically advertise like a week out, like they're going to be there and um, that'll be the title match or whatever else. Cause like they, it feels like they need something mm-hmm. to, uh, it feels like if they, if the elite were not on this show or if they're not like building towards something special with them or for them to be based like the third build match, it feels like it, it feels like this show could like not do well. Um, in pay-per-view buys his, compared to like pay-per-views from the last two years. I don't, it just feels like it's, it just feels like we're going to see, we're going to see. It, it we, feels, are, we are definitely going to see because, um, man, I got some, I got some thoughts. Like, um, I was, I was looking at like a mock-up of the, of the, of the whole full gear card. And what do you uh, think? Of course, of course they dropped the, uh, the tournament bracket and all that. And I was like, this feels lesser than like, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking at this bracket I'm sorry. I haven't seen the bracket you know. yet. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this bracket and you know the two people getting promo time going into it are Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. Good wrestlers, you know, hearing they're both on opposite sides of the bracket. People are possibly thinking this is the finals of this thing. And I gotta say, James. I don't want that um, on pay-per-view. <laughs> I gotta say, James. <laughs> um, you look at uh two years ago is eliminator finals finals you know you get kenny omega versus, versus hangman, hangman page. adam page yeah yeah um you get the next year you get brian danielson versus miro you know yeah. then we if i'm looking at ethan page versus ricky starks i'm sorry that just doesn't hold up i don't care how many people are screaming at the top of their lungs for ricky starks to be the next world champion based off of what i'd like to know please um you know, are, are, do we have any like show stealing performances from this guy? Do we have uh, a- any pay per view matches that just turned everyone's heads? Do we have like any history of popping any type of number anywhere? Um, I, I'm and I, on a personal note, I'm not cheering for somebody that doesn't have backs on their shoes. But um, <laughs> uh, I think you cheer for the Rock once upon a time. Rock Rock had backs on on them loafers. He ain't never come out All there with, with the heels out. Yes, he ain't never come out there with the heels out. I'm not going to do the research on that. I, I would have remembered and, and this. I, and I'm not going to suggest you remember this 25 years ago? Yes. Yes, I have I have, I have okay. that type of memory. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and then Ethan Page. I, I feel like Page is a bit more understandable. Like, if there's somebody you want to just pluck and make a heel. Because, you know, even when you start thinking about why Jeff Jarrett's here, it's because... He can get people to boo him big time. Um, and they run into a problem in AEW is because everybody loves everyone. Like, it's like, why well, MJF can't get booed anymore. Like, there's no, like, there's no type of heat in the promotion right now. Um, and I think that just sets up to, like, if you're looking at looking around at guys. And the crazy thing about the, um, the brackets tournament was I was looking at, I was like, 
this is kind of underwhelming. And then I looked at it. I was like, well, all right. Everyone else is that, that's around is kind of booked elsewhere, like doing trios matches or TNT title matches. <laughs> like, or we, we can't put we can't put our best guys in the uh, world championship uh, contendership tournament because they're too busy doing other things. Like what? Right. I <laughs> was like, so stupid. And, and that was like, all right, they're doing other things. And then there's a rash of injuries. And then there's a um, then there's like, you know, people that are either just not around, not booked. And then it was like I looked at who was left. I was like, wow, they really did the best of the rest of what they had. And, you know, um, I want to say. All right, so Eddie- I'm pulling up this uh, bracket now. Yeah. Eddie Kingston versus versus Ethan Page. Oh, and, well, we know that's book for Thursday. And yeah. uh, Kingston, it looks like Kingston Kingston's about to irritate his man's face off. No, I, I feel like Ethan Page is going to win. I I don't think that's a good idea. Oh uh, yeah, all the other guys fighting for the ROH title. Yes, the we'll, we'll like we've got four guys tied up in that. Bandito versus Roosh. Like, look, I'm sorry, Ethan Patient be beating either any of them three in that side of the bracket. So okay, so there's that. Um, Cage versus Dante Martin. Uh, Starks versus Lance Archer. <sighs> that's set up for Ricky Starks to beat two big guys. That's just another. What? Okay. When we did the trios tournament over the summer, the complaint was what? Why the fuck does the right side of the bracket look so weak compared to the murderer's row that is the right, the left side of the bracket? They did it again. Think so? Eddie Kingston, Ethan Page, Bandito, and Rouge, and then on the other side is Lance Archer, Starks, Cage, and Dante Martin. I, I think those are all be good matches. I, th- I think they're all. I, like, I think they'll all be good the matches. I think they'll all be good matches. But like, uh, I think that Eddie Kingston is the most popular person in this bracket. Uh, uh, Starks probably second, um, and then you get the Bandito. D- Bandito's maybe he's probably the most talented wrestler. Yeah, I, I, and then after that is like, like if Rouge gives a win, if, Ro- if Rouge gives a fuck, he's somewhere around the third most talented person on the uh, on the thing. Like I. I, like I don't see a Ricky Starks Lance Archer match pop going for four stars. Do you? I just don't. Cage and, now Cage like and Dante it. Martin. Cage and Dante Martin. We, that could be a storyline. That could be that could be insane, or that could be a storyline match where one of them just either gets an upset pin really quick and gets out of there, or the other one just gets it's fucking squash. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's not into these type of match. Very so, high. So one thing to there. mention: um, three of the first round matches are on Rampage. The, oh god. So like that's uh. You know, they, they want people to do things on Rampage. I, I guess that's what you do. So, <laughs> um, Bandito and Rush on Rampage, Archer and Starks on Rampage, Dante Martin and Cage on Rampage. Yeah, At least Dante all, Martin's back that's on all Rampage. That's all on Friday. Yeah, that's all on Friday. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the tournament. I, I was looking at who's booked elsewhere, who's, who's doing other programs, who's injured. And then it's like, yo, they really like actually did come up with, like, unless you're like, talking about a Miro who hasn't been on TV in forever, um, who may be doing something else. Um, Scorpio Sky's injured. Um, I don't hate this tournament. I don't hate this tournament field. I just don't like I just don't like the brackets. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, I'm trying to project this thing and I'm like, alright, so the winner of this is going to winner is coming to fight the winner of Moxley and MJF. To and get I'm to like, lose. Not, not even not even a chance in name recognition. You think they got a shot in hell, right? Un- unless like you know, it's a it's a situation where I don't know. Like 
if Moxley keeps it, I would think the person has a better um, has a better chance. But it, it still feels like there's there's no way in hell. Like <laughs> I would say that if Mo- I think the belt's changing, but if Moxley were to keep it, I think that like Kingston has to win and Kingston has to lose and then turn on him because it seems yeah. like he's going crazy, or at least he was last week. Something. Um, yeah. I think that's the only path if you're a big Eddie Kingston fan thinking is like maybe Kingston goes and then he gets a shot at winter is coming. Um, but, you know, when I'm thinking about winter is coming for anyone else, I'm like, yo, this is usually like the the highest like kind of, you know, uh, AW title match, like the highest like caliber match that, that they book every year yeah. uh, for, for the belt. Like, you know, year one, uh, Kenny versus Mox, year two, Hangman versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. And it's like you're following in these footsteps and it just looks weaker. So I'm just like, you got to like try to like get in the ballpark, I feel like here. And, you know, maybe, you know, them going with new people isn't such a, a bad thing. Um, but I feel like these people had to have been showing signs already. Like, yeah. you know, if, if Swerve was in this thing, I would feel I would feel like there's a, a flashing light over Swerve's head. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is where the fucking because you got the pay per view matches. Was Starks you got hurt? The, the stuff like after the match, he with, was off with TV. Hobbs. He was off TV for, for a couple weeks. For it feels personal like. reasons, someone said. Oh, so okay. Uh, um, but I don't know, man. It's uh, it's you know. I would have wanted to have been seeing signs for people, but, um, you know, we'll keep going. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, Brandovin, or excuse me, uh, Brewhaven says, inspired by a, treat, a tweet I saw, how would you rate Triple H's first 100 days since he's as important as the U.S. president or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... I don't, I don't watch WWE. I'm not, I so I can't really give you um, an, a fair assessment. Um, now I'm going to try to now. So when it's wrong, I already told you on the on the front end. So don't come on the back end. So well, you said, but what about? I already told you. I don't really know. Um, I think that the first hundred days of the of uh, Raw and SmackDown and pay per views have been better than it was before he took over. Than hundred days before he took over, absolutely. Um, do I think that is as good as it was w- when he was booking NXT? Hell, fuck no. Um, like I, I, the stuff I hear, the stuff I see, I'm I am not nearly as impressed as when I was watching NXT from like 2018 to 2000 beginning of 2020 um I will say that like I I mean I can't speak for Crown Jewel did not watch it uh but like the Extreme Rules show and Clash at the Castle those are good shows or very good shows or whatever you want to call them that are like stand out as far as being better than anything Vince would have decided to do. So if the idea is a judge versus uh, Vince, it's been absolutely a lot better. In a vacuum, I still think like like stardom in AEW have been better. Um, even with AEW being in a weird situation where they're missing, like, like hey, where are, where are the three of your like five or six top acts? Like, what the fuck? Um, the, uh, but five hours is a lot of time to cover man and like 
They they seem to be uh, stuck in this weird habit of going out there and booking matches and giving fuck finishes and giving like you know escape escape to get out of doing things and then they'll chain and they flip titles like not not top titles non titles that no one cares about like hot potatoes like what just happened with damage control like uh where they lost yeah. where where one <laughs> they were in the tournament got to the finals lost the finals immediately got a rematch won it and then like it was less than two months later they lose the belts and going right back on pay-per-view it's like uh, I, are you out of ideas as far as like I feel like, you know, the stuff they're doing with, for example, uh, what they did with Riddle and, and Seth Rollins, I thought that was good. Um, and then, you know, they had to match and they ended up bringing out, you know, had to, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fight pit, everything. And they had a good, they had a very good match with that. Um, and like the bloodline still seems to be going strong. Like they have, uh, like booked the U.S. title strong as hell, but like, some of the returns they've had are like dot. They're not. They're like they came in. The monster pops haven't done shit. Like Gargano hasn't done shit, and it seemed like he immediately was coming in to set up to do something with Austin Theory. Where's that? Where that though? Um, Kevin Owens. He's been off TV for a few weeks. I don't know why he's off TV. Don't know what's going on. That's in, I don't know. But like. Here was a case that he wasn't booked on Saudi Arabia, so they didn't use him in this cycle. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, but then again, like Sami Zayn. So, right. Uh, so, uh, so like, the, I mean, what was I going to say? Um, I, I, I had no, I can't remember what my point was going to be, but like, it's, it's in a vacuum, not that not impressed, but still way better than whatever Vince was doing. I, I just, something strange has happened with all this. Like the first couple weeks, my group chats were blowing up. I couldn't just have a nice Monday night in peace or a Friday night and being left alone until Rampage. It was going nuts. Everyone was going crazy for every return of uh, Z-level mid-carder uh, that was happening. And, um, you know, the fact that they're saying wrestling on TV and, like, acknowledging that there's, like, another world outside of WWE right. on commentary at times. Right. Um, all as these if they crazy... Never, as if they never watched NXT and watched Merle go out here and, like, fucking just nerd drop as if he was Mike Tanay or Excalibur. Right. Or and, Ian Bonnie. Yeah. You know, while I'm told it's a sin that, that Excalibur, you know, will, will tell you someone's history, this is apparently now accepted and loved. I'm like, all right. So the, I, like I said, I was hearing all these things the first couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. week two, week three, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the group chats start going silent. Yeah. You know, the, the group chat start. I would say that particularly after Clash of the Castle. Yeah. You know, after after Clash of the Castle, it's just like, man, I, I thought it was Monday. I, usually, you know, they're, they're telling me, you know, what I'm missing. You know, I'm, be, I'm being a hater, you know, by, by not even responding and saying so. Like, yeah. I was getting I was getting all the accusations. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was I was chilling doing me, you know, like Rocco back in the day. <laughs> but um, I. I don't feel like it's a good sign. Uh, I've heard all the tropes uh, yep. of the of the fuck finishes, the yep. eleven minute matches, the boring television. Um, some people are like it. I feel like their fan base is mobilized behind this. They have decided to make it a cause that that you know that they like this. So 
Uh, not going to take it away from him. However, if you're asking me to evaluate this from afar, I'm not watching these shows every week. Y'all know that I'm not doing it. Um, I'm not seeing this, this product from afar. That makes me feel like I need to a jump in B be worried about. It's about to just like be over for everyone else. Like I don't, get that feeling at all so um they can keep bringing back you know dexter loomis and shotzi blackheart and um you know was shotzi let go? Oh, I, she wasn't uh they did they, they returned brought, her recently, yeah they right? returned her recently um you know you can bring oh the miz beat johnny gargano tonight oh okay thank you Brewhaven, for saying that um they can bring back Karrion Cross and try to pretend he's a he's a main eventer but i'm not buying it i don't i don't see it uh, it you know, it's the same product largely. So oh, one, um, one one bright spot I forgot to mention, like Seamus and and Gunter. Like Gunter is still fucking awesome. So Walter is like is proof. Like like, like you can't fuck him up. It, it should be impossible. Like yeah. so. Yeah. Like if you was you were telling me he was gonna fight Roman Reigns or something, that I might be interested in that. I would be interested in that. Yeah. So. Especially now that, he, that Roman's not wearing like the uh, the vest, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely more into that. Whenever come, it does come get them chops, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a big lack of intrigue. There's still not young stars that are around. They keep bringing back all these guys in their mid thirties and, and stuff like that. There's not like when I see um, all these people on Twitter, Ozzy Thirty Eight doing it for you. He is not. Uh, and, and I keep I have someone that keeps trying to convince me and I keep forgetting about him every time that, that he's on the roster. Um, so when I when I always see the who's going to beat Roman Reigns stuff and then people throw no up four one. pictures, There's no, right? They don't even have an idea yet, bro. They throw up the four pictures. It's like Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso. <laughs> And insert random other over 35 year olds. Mm-hmm. It can be Brock. It can be Lashley. It can be whoever, right? It will I'm not like, be Brock. It will not be Lashley. It will not be Seth Rollins. It will not be Jay Uso. The only person that has a, a snowball's chance of hell is Cody. And bro, that's it. And I was like, what? He's 37 years old. Like, and I'm like, hold on, man. Like, I feel like, why are none of you guys talking about Braun Breaker anymore? I thought this was the guy you'd rather have than MJF before. This is what they were doing. Sami Zayn, they they, they said. Old, broke down Sami Zayn. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'm like, there's no there's no pushing the button on like, like you would think I would have think you would have already tried to bring some of the NXT people up to, like the new ones to try to mix in, but well if, you bring all the, well, if you're bringing out all the people that got, like, released in waves of cuts, then, like, there's no room to bring in anyone new. And also, like, Braun Breaker, like, there are a lot of people this year that were, like, uh, outside of the, uh, what was, who did he have a match with? Was it Bait? Bait. Or was, or was uh, he it had like a Devlin? three-way match recently um, with uh, J.D. McDonough. Uh, the former Devlin's Jordan name is Devlin. yes, yes, yeah. that's right. And, and also, uh, Bait, I believe, is a three way match. And yeah, I heard um, that match was awesome. Yeah, so I'm like, if it's not that guy that everyone should be, cha- I feel like that's the guy well, everyone should be Rich, championing. It's two of the very best wrestlers in the world in there with him. If he can't be, if it can't be an awesome match, then like, what the fuck are we even doing? Yeah, um, and, and then like, I don't think. 
I don't think the like I look at Roman right, and he's like he's like older than Cena was when Cena was wrapping it up at this point, right? But I don't get the feeling was that he? like the the average WWE fan Cena was thirty five at WrestleMania twenty eight. Okay, so I think okay, okay. Uh, so think about okay. a couple years after that, yeah. like, and yeah. then yeah. you know, 2014, he's like 37, and then mm-hmm. like a couple years later, that 2017, I'm still here because you can't do your job. He's like mm-hmm. 41 ish, mm-hmm. right? Reigns is 37 ish, and this is like always when WWE starts thinking about their next whoever, right? Uh, is going to lead them through, but I think they they have a unique situation with the Roman Reigns where his his part-time schedule doesn't even matter at this point because he's so beloved within the WWE fan base. I don't think they even think about these natural pro wrestling things of like getting the next person ready, who's the next megastar if you got somebody that's, you know, that's staring 40 down. That, that's not that far away. Like I don't think they want any person but they don't they don't want to be thinking about the future they they're they're riding with with the bloodline like you know the the throwing the fingers up and stuff like that so i I just don't think you're right and i just don't think like they want 10 yes in the comments they want 10 more years of community theater yes i don't think there's 10 more years left but what i will say is that like roman may be the same age as john cena but as far as like the the shelf life um, even though Cena's more charismatic and a better promo all and all that, but like John Cena went from 2005 to 2000, let's say 15 or whatever else, like on top, mm-hmm. I guess with this, I, I guess, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, like when did Roman get on top in your opinion? What year? 2016 uh, or 15? I, I thought 15. Okay, so he still, in theory, has a few more years, even though the age is different. But like, you know, also Cena had more wear and tear up to that stage than Roman even did. Hmm. I mean, and, and he got started a little bit quicker. And yeah. I would say this: at least Roman Reigns was on the roster <laughs> in like 2012 when we could point and be like, "Oh yeah, there's somebody that that might be." It there, but like in WWE, is it Seth Rollins? Is no. this what they're counting on? Like, no, it's I don't... definitely not Seth. They, <laughs> if they they have, uh, I don't know how do I say this. They are using him to get other people over. That that's the whole thing. That's his whole entire thing this year. Is like you're a made star. We'll send you out there to get other people over. So for Riddle, for Cody. Uh, that's been the whole thing is to get these other guys that can, they can, you know, be at the top of raw or whatever else. That's the whole thing. Like they are not using Seth in the way, like they're using him almost like a Tanahashi. Uh, let's say like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Bruhead brings it up. Yeah. Cody Rose, is like 36, 37. He's yeah. still an outsider. They still have to prove it with me. That was like under Vince that he was getting all that stuff uh, going as far oh, as, I like, don't you know, I, I don't think his outlook is that good. I just think his outlook is better than the rest of that field that you mentioned. <laughs> oh no, I, I was talking the comments. Yeah. Oh okay, okay. So so but but yeah, with Cody, like I, I, he has a built-in Royal Rumble story, right? But they could bring his ass out there and lose like quick. Don't don't get it twisted. Lose the um, Rumble or lose the match. Lose the match. 
you know, oh, he, oh, he can, he oh, can win yeah. the Rumble. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's know, definitely, who do you think you that's are, definitely, Mr. That's, AEW? That's what I think would be the most likely play. If, like, if I, were, if I were going to do it, I'd have him go out there and win the Rumble. Everyone's super happy. Have him beat that ass. And then, like, and then you have a story of if, if need be to where they could do it next year or whatever else or whatever. Or they can move on and whatever, or figure out whoever else. But, like, I just don't think they actually real ha- really have a plan to figure out how or who is next to beat Roman. I really don't think. And if they do, like, I don't think it's going to be by uh, the Hollywood WrestleMania. I don't feel like it's unfair fair to ask the who's going to beat the Roman question at this point, because <laughs> largely my outset has been don't even worry about that. Like the last like two years of this thing, because yeah. I've been like, it's about Roman Reigns, like right. beating the rest of the roster. This it's is not about run, except he's as a hill. Yeah. But now since it's been, you know, years and years, uh, I, th- I think I think you know. In the words of Quavo, wrap it up, then. Like, like, like <laughs> it's time. Do do something interesting, you know. Uh, I, but I, look, people you really sold- like this whole family yeah. descent thing with all of them. And for me, I'm yeah, just like, I see it, I, and I'm just, I'm just bad. I see the clips, and I'm like, I, I don't get it, right? Because <laughs> I, I think it's because we're just like, all right, they're already they already the champions. Is it going to lead to them to them crumbling from the inside? No. Okay. Uh, is it going to lead to Roman or the Usos losing either one of the belts? No. Okay. Is it going to lead to like a breakout like thing for anybody outside of maybe Solo Sokoa? No. Okay. Um, are any of them going to ever get to a, a a show and challenge Roman for the belt and people are going to be behind him and you know, they can have a back and forth match and they can tease all the stuff or whatever else? Right, I don't like, even why- think that's going to happen. Like, why wouldn't they book a one-off, like the Royal Rumble, right? Why wouldn't they just, like, say, all right, Solo Sokoa, what you got? We'll have you face Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble and just try to have a great match or whatever and, you know, give them some in defeat. But I feel like that, like, would be I don't be think cool. they think like that. Like, they don't think in the terms of, like, hey, Mariah, you just showed up. Go out here and have a match with Shuri, like, an anniversary show, and then, like, prove your worth, and then, like, we'll sing and we'll sing you on the center all after that. They don't think, I don't think they think like that. Yeah. They don't think in terms, that's too pro wrestling. Because, like, to me, like, him being in a Royal Rumble would be stupid. It would be like, all right, we know you're just a waste of a spot, but it's like, all right, if we were, if they could get a mother TV out of, you know, so is the code maybe, you know, overstepping, you know. Read the messages. <laughs> The Rock is gonna be the top guy again. No, the comment, the comment after that. My muscles fall off the bones like good ribs, but you need me. <laughs> oh my fucking Look, god! Man, the Rock comes back. Hey man, I got a feeling Triple H is gonna try to get himself cleared. That would be even worse. Now we're we're looking back to people that have no business being in the ring. Like, come on, Crystal Fisher, what's going on? Uh, believe i spoke to you in a, the voice of wrestling forums a lot first time chatter welcome um but yeah man, and make sure you uh, hit the follow button if you haven't um yeah man but uh, yeah this this bloodline thing i is i i feel like there are only a couple ways to make it exciting they got to start uh wrestling each other i feel like you know and I that, mean, would that, probably, that's what that would get me to be like oh maybe i'll pay pay like some t- kind of attention here yeah like that's what they've been teasing with the whole um Jay and and Sammy thing, but for me is like maybe it comes like, maybe they've been saving it for for Survivor Series. Like they gotta put they gotta put Bloodline 
in the fucking war games. They got five or yeah, they got five fucking people. Do it. Um, and then like let the chip and then like if this if this is a, if this were a good pro wrestling company that was that was good at booking, they would do that, right? And then have whatever they would have fallout, somebody beat them. And then so whatever right, and then whatever failure they have based off miscommunication, lack of trust between uh, the Usos and Sammy, and people being upset with each other off that, and them like trying to you know cooler heads prevail or whatever else, and them costing them. That would be the entry because then Roman be pissed. Roman got lo- Roman took a loss without out getting pinned, and then like you got to deal with the wrath of, of Roman being furious that that you know one of his idiots one of his idiots lost, right? And then you go from there, and then you, you could get the Royal Rumble. But I, I I don't know. That's what they should do. Will they do it? We'll see. I mean, they're on the poster. Yeah, it's like, some people all, say it's it, just them on the poster. It's no one else. It's just, it's just them. It's there, them. There's no. Just I them. feel like like. I feel like they fucked up already, kind of with that, with that because like it's they're like, de- like they're uh, telegraphing it. It well, no, like I, I feel like obviously the bloodline is going to be in it, right? But it's like there should be an obvious opponent. There shouldn't be like a like this. We should have known before the end of like even Crown Jewel shouldn't have gotten away of like who the obvious opponent was for those guys. Like there's a rival unit or anything for them, mm-hmm. but there's not because they don't care about anybody else. They're about to just whip up this this makeshift team. They're gonna stick like Drew McIntyre in there and um Sheamus. Uh they're they're gonna probably grab his his group and then put one other person in it and, and pretend it was all this thing. It's like all right, you know, and I, I think they, they beat down Seamus's guys recently, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But it's like I feel like this should have been like What's Triple H should have been and something. What's their name again? I forgot. Brawling brutes. That's Triple what it should, is. Should have been brutes. setting the wheels in motion for this the day he got in office. I feel like, but you know, other agendas, other agendas. Um, you know, gotta 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 you know plan. You know, Bailey's terrible group. You know, you gotta got a book for that. You know, <laughs> so. Um, Black Sabres Jr., he said, who are you guys' front runners for the 2022 Jeff Jarrett Finesser of the Year Award winner? I feel like (laughs) this is a perfect segment. Um, Yeah, man. Um, It's KG Muto and Jeff Jarrett and with like Carl Anderson being a distant third. And I'm sure there's more people to think of. Yeah, there's probably more people. But these two guys are running it up in, in levels that are rarely seen. They've got they've got the combo of doing a lot of things. They've got being old, figuring it out, p- continuing to find uh you know ways to get money out of companies and you know what what Jeff Jarrett has in his case is like doing a good job at one company kind of and like just kind of being there while it was all going and then being able to use that to spring into an office job in AEW which you know I'm hearing these things about the AW schedule possibly opening up a little more. Wouldn't be the worst thing to have uh, Jeff Jarrett around. Like you know, I have no, um, I have I have no, uh, I, I don't know what the word. I have no misforgivings like about him having a backstage job. I don't. I sign Double J. Everybody loves him. So I don't um, mind him being backstage, but he's not just backstage. He's on fucking camera. There you go. Um, and and Double J immediately, <laughs> bro, Double J went from GCW to Ric Flair's last match 
or GZW to AAA to NWA, I believe, to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Ric Flair's last match to SummerSlam to AEW. What like? I, this is this this man is is triple double no assisted this um <laughs> this, this this thing and while doing multiple corporate jobs on top of that I I don't like like SummerSlam was the weekend of Jarrett and then Keiji Muto where where can one begin this man has WWE and AEW sending him wrestlers yeah. for for his retirement matches this man. Got to go to fucking Arthur Ashe Stadium. <laughs> this man did all that that foolishness of not losing the the GAC uh, or losing those tag team belts he had. Um, the the stuff like regarding Kaito Kiyomiya, where finally fucking loses to him, but like not really. Like, <laughs> well, he loses lose to him because like the guy that was all the, because Kaito who was already a one-time champion is going to like get his ace run by basically becoming Muto. Like he's going to do the dragon screw leg whip. He's going to do the moonsault. He's going to do, uh, the shining wizards. He's going to, and he's going to do the, the, the too sweet. And like <laughs> James, he got a wrestle kingdom main event earlier this year. Yes, he got a Russell Kingdom main event. We got to put quotations around that because that yeah. was night three. It was one in the dome. That shit was in a where was that? Saitama? I think it was Saitama Super Arena. I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just like I don't. I think I'm more impressed with the Muto thing because like you got different countries getting involved and like there's no. <laughs> you and, got different countries with, with Double J. You got Mexico. <sighs> Look, man. Uh, well, he normally I, goes I think, there. I think I'll, that, I'll that I think that uh, Jared is. Um, how do I say this? I think that Jared is is he's been around so long that like you look at people to help do these sorts sorts of things. Like there's only a handful, right? When people talk about like, all right, when when Bischoff and Heyman got Raw and SmackDown, right? Um, a few years ago, he was like, well, who else runs this shit? Who else, who else Who else? has any experience to do it, right? And then we were talking about the EVPs. We were talking about Cody and Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson and, and Kenny Omega. And, uh, like, they possibly would be the guys, potentially, if this shit even goes bad or whatever else, that, like, they're going to, you know, they're going to have opportunities afforded to them in the future because they're going to actually be put in the chair or whatever else uh, it's, to some extent. Um, like, so Jared with the, t- with all the TNA shit for all these years, like he, people are always going to be like, he's always gonna be on the, you know, get a phone call to be, to come in to do X, Y, or Z all the goddamn time. Um, much to my chagrin, but like Muto is just like, they're calling him and like, he, <laughs> last time he wrestled in this country. Besides, besides G One Supercar, when was the last time he wrestled in this country? Oh man, someone got to break out a cage match. Oh, for, for I'm that. about to pull up the cage match. Hold on. Um, yeah, like this is. I I hope there's an absolute war zone in this voting. Um, I I, I have not decided who I'm going to vote I think for that yet. Jared, I think that Jared will win because more people are familiar are, are like up on what's going on with the, with uh, with him than the Muto thing. But if they, but if you fucking knew, I think Muto will win because like we still don't even know if he's actually retiring when he gets to his last date. Solid point. 
Solid point. It's just ridiculous. We don't really actually trust he's going to leave it alone. Like, I I, I shit you not. I looked through my phone um, from, uh, like, Russell Kingdom 14 from, uh, you know, like, the so the, the, the Liger retirement stuff, right? There's a gif, or not a gif, like, there was a, a, a thing of Liger talking, and he was saying that, like, He's like, this is my last match, but KG, but, but Muto told me I can come back whenever. Yep. Like, bro, what? <laughs> Liger told us in 2020 that Muto could, said said that he has no misgivings about swerving us and just and just and just conning people into coming back I, to pay for more retirement. I hope. Funds. I hope. And then he, and, then, and lo, lo and behold, he fucking does it. I hope somehow we can get Jeff Jarrett versus KG Muto somewhere. Oh, fucking God. I get a sick pleasure out of my watching God. Jeff Jarrett these days. Jesus like when, when I watched Ric Flair's last match show, Jeff Jarrett was fucking awesome. Like the way he was like interacting with the crowd and just, you know, the big Memphis punches and the, and the healed them. And I, 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 slightly optimistic about him in AW, but like most of like my, my better judgment is like, Nah, man, D- don't don't even walk down this road. But I, I fucking see Jeff Jarrett, and he just cracks me up. Like I, it just it just makes me laugh like hell. Like slap nuts, the the fucking you know like the the guitar, and then you start hearing um you know, is it, yep yep so fucking. I've never seen somebody contribute like so little and keep getting these many opportunities like he is my world like i'm trying to think who is like the nfl head coach that keeps getting hired to like five stops and like never like never like jeff fisher <laughs> so, a, a, a tennessean tennessee titan a jeff but that's fisher one like that's individual? two jobs that's two jobs not uh, like he's getting Kiffin? jobs over and over and over Ooh. uh but lane's good in college football though Plays legitimately like a great college football coach. Like, there's nothing great about Jeff Jarrett whatsoever. <laughs> like, that's uh, the thing that's what's so his fucking name? annoying. Uh, the dude, Josh McDaniels. Uh, when was his last job? I don't know where he's at now. I think he was with, um, great offensive coordinator, iffy coach. He has actually he has he has actual discernible skills of being great at something. There's nothing that Jeff Jarrett is great at. Period. Bro. I don't understand this. <laughs> Except for keep getting jobs and checks. That's the yes. only thing he's great at. All-star. Bro, it, it, I I feel like he's going to end up being a net positive. I, I feel like it. But, like, I, I, I 100% get the apprehension. And I, I was sitting thinking about it. And I was like, I like the when he came out, I was like, I can't believe this. Bro, like, they're about I, to I can't Jeff believe Jared this man's doing in some multi-man matches if I give a fuck. Like, bro, that was yeah. doing like that was that was TNA, bro. Yeah. That was like that was like, you know, uh what 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 was it? Club Lavella WCW. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like or Novella or, or Lavella. I can't remember which one it was, but it's like, yo, the dying days of of, of many promotions. And they're going back to it. For fun, yeah. I'm looking at KG Muto's uh, um, in the Americas like match guy, bro. Okay, so <laughs> he, bro, when he came to <laughs> when he came for the battle royal, <laughs> the same uh-huh. Liger, 
He rustled all, he rustled a house of glory the same day. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who do you fight? It was him. Oh, sorry, hold on. It was him, Pentagon Jr. and Tajiri versus uh, Santana Ortiz and Low Key. What like, the what? fuck? <laughs> Look, who, 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 somebody got pinned. I know it wasn't Low Key and I know it wasn't Muda. Look, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Bro, uh, Sting and Darby versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett is going to be incredible. According to Adam Yuri. Um, I, I, I tend to agree. When does Sting miss? Never. Not never. Well, uh, we know Jay Lethal going to have to work hard. Well, for, oh, I, I just feel like Jeff Jarrett okay. is going to crack me up. I And I, I, w- I will have no rhyme or reason for it, but... I just feel like I'm gonna laugh, and he's you so. You appreciate Memphis. the hustle, I but Bro, I do too. This but is my so thing is like I'm, I'm looking at the skill, and I'm looking at the years of output. I'm just like, no thanks, Bro. I, no. Like I ain't got it for you. I don't got the resume for Jeff Jarrett. Like I can't, I can't argue that that he's giving me tons of positive memories. But bro, I remember one time except we were at for Je- except for that YouTube clip of Jeff Jarrett's greatest hits, where he's a compilation him bash people over the head. There, he has done nothing to contribute positively to pro wrestling on screen. Nothing else <laughs> outside of that. I remember he was sh- uh, Jeremy was showing me some super cut of Jeff Jarrett and TNA like title matches, was showing all this absurd interference in the in the matches and like uh, this this crazy shit. I think it's like a twenty five minute video. I was fucking screaming like. Um, if if there if TK can resist the temptation to push Jeff Jarrett as a world champion, I think <laughs> like you can never rule it out. He could end up the Booker too at this point. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah Bruhaven brings it up. Remember when Jeff Jarrett used to beat women? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, wait, when he was, like, bashing Mae Young and Moolah over the head with chairs, or or, sorry, with with guitars, was that WC, that was WWE. No, that was WWE. That That was 98. That was 99. That was 99? Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, he also bashed women over the head in uh, WCW, too. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, it's and so- then like when I saw him at Triple A, uh, the first Triple Mania this year, like he comes out and he's like he, he cuts all of the JBL is racist racist shit, and I'm just like, bro, like Basura. Like it's cool he gets heat. Will anybody tune in to fucking watch it? No. Okay. Can we get past that now? That he gets heat. Yeah, so we might as well roll into the uh, the, the dynamite review. So uh, Jeff Jarrett there comes in after the lethal and Darby match. Lethal ends up getting the win. Um, there's a swerve at first where um, two dimes, the former two dimes, uh, unmasked as a fake sting. Crowd looks at this and they're like, like you could have heard like <laughs> I don't know what you could have heard drop, uh, but. It was literally anything under the sun. You could have heard a fucking pin drop. Um, nobody knows who this guy is, but the the sick pleasure of two dimes being there while Jeff Jarrett shows up. Uh, Jarrett has finally drawn dimes. Um, oh, get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jeff Jarrett puts the guitar on Darby's head. He basically kind of takes like a, a 
an uh, anti-AW uh, outsider gimmick. He's standing with a bunch of guys that used to be in TNA. Uh, it feels like there's a couple of ways they can take he's, this. He's but cutting like, promos. He, he's, he's throwing shots at people like Shivani and everyone in the back he has a whole history with. And then he's throwing shots at people apparently in the production truck. And I'm just like... <clears throat> I don't care. And I was like, he spent a lot of time saying not too much and like they gave him plenty of time to say whatever he wanted. It, it like he was just he was out there just eating up minutes. I was like, okay, great. First promo in in the company and you just filler bustering wasting time. Awesome. Can't wait for can't wait for what's next. Yeah, man. It was um like so so let let people know. I turned off the show live dynamite when i saw uh jared bash darby's head in with the chair the last outlaw so today i watched uh dynamite so i had to pick up from leaving off from the chair bashing or the the guitar bashing and i watched that promo i was like if i had like fought through it the disgust of seeing jared on on AEW, and i heard that promo i would have turned it off then too (laughs) bullshit man like what are we doing there was a huge dive in this match where darby dove directly into satinam singh and satinam singh didn't move that shit was insane yeah uh and because <clears throat> because of that like uh bryce Jonesberg threw out dutton singh and i was like he just sat there like what the fuck <laughs> he didn't do anything that's darby's fault <laughs> um so they played my world um, when he was done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what motivated this. We already got like the always won't die revival series going on. Uh, it feels like I'm watching more this. Ring of Honor than I am watching uh, AEW right now, especially this episode. Same. Um, the are they going to have the the TNA revival troop as well here? Uh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Breaking news, breaking news. I can't believe what I'm reading right now. I can't believe that that the person that motherfuckers are putting Booker the Year graphics on booked Austin Theory to cash in money in the bank, not on the world champion, not on the universal champion, not even the NXT champion, but the US champion and he failed. Fire him. I, I, I got nothing here. I, I got nothing. They, they wasted this briefcase. Bro, they have no fucking plan, Jazz. None. The, the chat, y'all hear me? They have no fucking plan of what to do with the briefcase because the briefcase is fucking dumb, for one, which I've been calling to abolish for years because of bullshit like this, because they don't want to commit to anyone but Roman Reigns. If they don't want to commit to anyone but Roman Reigns, this shit shouldn't even fucking exist. Get rid of money in the bank. They, they don't know what to do with it. They Unbelievable. Haven't, this is like this is such an easy thing to do. Like you build up some, you build up a top hill, and he fucking wins it, and then and then he fucking wins, uh, cheats and wins with the fucking thing, and then you can go from there. Or the you build up a, or you build up a baby face that like you think people won't buy or whatever else, but you can make a short term champion to transition to something else, and they keep fucking this up. When was the last good money in the bank winner? Uh, 
Last year was big. Last year was Big E. The year before was Otis. What was the year before that? Uh. What was twenty? What was twenty nineteen? Money in the Bank. I don't even remember. Sheamus. Lesnar. Lesnar. It was Lesnar. Yeah, it was Lesnar. Eighteen. Um, I can't remember. I'm blanking. Eighteen. Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh my fucking god! And they did that shit at SummerSlam that year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Seventeen. Baron Corbin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he couldn't cash in and beat Jinder. <laughs> but at least that was funny. Awful. Uh, that was two thousand sixteen. Uh, that was Oxley. That's right. Cashing after the yeah yeah. That's the last good one. That's the last good one on the men's side. Have there ever been good ones on the women's side? No, because it's like Carmella. Carmella's Carmelo's that maybe was Bailey. Dope. Maybe maybe you can say yes. That one was good. That was good. Um, okay, so we got like two good ones in like seven years. That's that cashing is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. The cashing on a goddamn secondary belt. That Seamus at fifteen, that sucks. Mickey Mouse Booker, unbelievable. Oh my god. Yeah. Man, Triple H industry plant. Okay. Oscar had it. Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan. Jesus Christ. Um, that thing went off of Liv sucked. Nikki sucked. Oscar Oscar won money in bank, but she won the title because Becky uh announced she was pregnant, so he had to release the title. Um yeah. the Alexa one. Ele- or Bailey, yeah, literally, like the only good woman's one they've had is Bailey. Boy, it's almost like they shouldn't have it. <clears throat> um, so up next, um, we got uh, John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. There was a promo before the match. Moxley cut a promo saying, um, Lee was in contention to be in the BCC, but they stood back from recruiting him because he didn't have the uh, violent intent just yet. Um, Moxley said if there was, he had revenge boiling on his body, their match was the perfect time to let it out because he wanted uh, nothing more but for Moriarty to be violent. I then fell asleep on this match, not literally, but figuratively. I was bored out of my mind, and this is like the second time I've seen Lee Moriarty out of his three matches. I liked the match he did with Danielson on TV, but the CM Punk match and then this match, I was like, this is a nothing match. Please impress me. Do something. The, the hype ma- is insane. This match was guy. good. Lamar Jackson coming out in the middle of the match and then like everybody literally oh, yeah, forgot about that. Match for the rest of the match, like for like literally like from the first like three minutes in after that, like they were fucked. Um, but like, if you go back, I watched the match. I already knew Lamar Jackson thing or whatever. I was focused on the match. The match was good. Was it great? No, but it was good. And then whatever, like, um, shit happens like that sometimes. Yeah. Mox wins by pinfall. Um, Ethan page attacked Moxley, uh, yep. after the match, uh, they put the title on Mox after. So they're kind of. Give you the foreshadowing with Ethan Page, something like that. So um, we have Soraya. She said she was going to, or Soraya, she was going to do a sit down with Britt, but Britt said she's not going to show. The only person she does interviews with is Shivani. Um, oh, she said that later, but. He said uh, that later, yeah. Yeah. 
then Soraya said, uh, he, he told Renee she's got an analysis she's going to make next week, but she's going to make it after consulting with one more doctor. They did um, Billy Gunn and uh, his birthday bash, uh, the daddy-ass birthday bash. Uh, he got his foam scissor hands, so uh, the hand was wrapped up from when Swerve uh, fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were people asking me if I um, was holding the camera for Swerve, um, and I do not take kindly to these accusations. So, uh, shouts out to Frank Leone, subscribing for six months. Yes, what's up, Frankie? Uh, so, uh, after that, um, the gun club comes out after this whole thing. And this is like one long DX segment. Um, I, 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 I really felt like I was watching Attitude Era filibuster, waste time for 20 minutes at the start of the show type of coronation from you know thing um it was like it was like the how do i say this it wasn't like it was bad but it was like the most boring uh version of like uh not this is your life but uh the festival of friendship it felt kind of like that except you knew no one was turning Like, just props and scissors and stuff. And, like, they made a joke about about um, Billy Gunn not showing up to the uh, Raw anniversary thing or DX anniversary on Raw a few weeks ago. Um, and he did you suck it thing. And it was like, you know, why did I rewatch this? Like, why, or why did I start this back up? Like, what? what, what? I could be watching New Japan. <laughs> I could be watching Battle Autumn. Uh then gun club or sorry uh as you mentioned as boys came out um and ftr chased him or even the odds made like everyone clear out morrissey came out and yeah uh ftr then uh brit was interviewed by um tony shivani um then she said she'll be in action on friday uh because her and um jamie hater were the best women's tag team in the world (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I whistled when she said that, literally. I was like, ooh, why would you even... Why? Why, <laughs> why even mention that? <laughs> she wanted to specifically uh, get at you, Jan. Shout out to Britt. Who is the... All right, like, what team is the best women's tag team in America right now? Probably it, them. <laughs> like, I don't, shit, I don't know. <laughs> they got those, like... <laughs> Like, boy, like, like if they take EO and Dakota off the leash, maybe them, but they're just, you know, they're not being asked to have great matches or anything. Right. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, Impact has a, t- has a woman's tag division, right? They used to, at least, like, at least, like, in last year, they had one. Yeah, they did. They did. I don't know what happened to it. I, I don't hear anything about them. Yeah. Um, so uh, they cut to yeah. Regal. Said that MJF got a long way to go before he's able to beat Moxley. MJF's off this whole sh- show selling yep. the uh, ass whooping from last week that had me scratching my head. Um, after that, we got the ROH World Championship and a entry in the Book of Nastiness authored by Tony Khan. Uh, the mystery man ended up being Colt Cabana. This man <laughs> comes on stage tears in his eye like rick flair crowd going nuts for him everybody knows what this is this is a shot this is a message this is a uh statement 
and I'm seeing Chris Jericho in the ring, and I'm like, which one of y'all was it? Who decided to do this? I was thinking it was a uh, uh, Jericho fuck you, but apparently this is a TK thing. Uh, this was said to have boosted the morale in the locker room. Everybody loves Coca Bana. Yeah, and the guys on Twitter, back. the the guys on Twitter were going nuts. They were tweeting in all caps for the boys. I believe it was Trent Beretta. There were a lot of people liking tweets. So there was there was a lot going on during this match because, man, what happened in the ring, that, that wasn't what she was here for. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I couldn't tell not. if, I couldn't tell if, like, that top rope spot where he both fell off the top rope to the floor was, like, on purpose or not. I couldn't tell. There's no way that was on purpose. I thought the same, but, like, the way they yeah. fell... Like where one fell, fell and then the other one could safely fall, like delayed. Where one person, where, where like Jericho's at the bottom and could sell before, said so they just like both fall at the same time on top of each other. I was like, that's maybe gave me some pause thinking maybe that was on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. It's but I was like, yo, this is <clears throat> this is all right. This oh, the okay match. This, 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 okay this match. was just for you know. This was for for a few people. This was you know. <laughs> I, I hope CM Punk wasn't what then it wasn't happening to watch the show. He might not have took things too kindly to this because like, all right, now it's like, all right, well, he's off TV. He's coming out crying on TV. There seems to be some type of insinuation that why was this man gone all this time? And then the second CM Punk's gone, Colt Van is back. Even mm-hmm. if it's not the case, what do the optics look like? And yeah. that's been my that's, a, that's the my definitely. overarching stance on yeah. a lot of this stuff. Like it's our it's like all right, Punk doesn't necessarily need to know that the young bucks are like maybe talking to the dirt sheets. It, like the bucks don't actually have to be talking to the dirt sheets. Um, just like you know the bucks don't need like or whoever um, and anyone can look at this and be like, well, where's Colt Cabana? He's not here anymore. Especially like when CM Punk's homeboy gets a, a agent job while. Uh, uh, Cole is out doing Young Rock for four months, and then it's like, Who is he? You start putting what uh, he actually played the Brooklyn Brawler, <laughs> he played him on and it party. looks great, he bro. It looks great. City. He has the ripped shirts and shit, bro. <laughs> um, isn't he way funny. bigger than the actors? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But the um, but yeah, like it's like a lot of things like where get the check, whatever, Colt, whatever, right, man, All right. get the check. Got got to, got to. Um, you know, Becky was on there this week. Um, I heard that she was Cindy Lauper. Yes, it was, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Cause, you um, know, because she had to put on that that accent. <laughs> yep. Like I want them to go full Marty McFly zone with Young Rock from this point forward. Um, oh. Yeah, Brewhaven says that the idea that it's only the elite that could have talked to the sheets is high comedy. Yeah, some of those uh, Wrestling Observer paragraphs look like they should be authored with CJ on them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think man, maybe like, I think maybe Punk felt like he um, he and Jericho had like have a respect for each other who were like that wouldn't happen. And I got to tell you, no, like yeah, no I don't know how cl- I don't know how close. CM Punk and Jericho ever were, but they were never as close as Jericho and Dave Meltzer. That's, no, that's no, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. Um, so while Colt was in there, um, this this was a, a fun time on Twitter. So um, that's what it pays a live tweet, some of this stuff. But uh, Jericho wins. Um, shiny ROH belt. Um, then we had the um, 
uh, AW All Atlantic Championship well, match. We'll talk about the beatdown stuff. Oh, um, they who did they they whoop after this? Um, I can't remember. Like basically, they were oh, they go to the they go to the top of the ramp. Oh yeah, and they go they pick up the Rick Bonnie. They go pick up Rick Bonnie. And then uh, Cesaro makes a save because they're about to like bash Rickabani. They, they took Rickabani's glasses, or Jericho did, and put them on his face and made a you know dork face. Um, and he's about to bash him with the uh, with the belt. And uh, Cesaro comes running out of the tunnel. And then it's like it's one on five. And then out comes uh, Danielson and it's two on five. And then out comes Yuta and it's two on five or three on five. And then like that, that sort of even odds until the refs broke them all up. Yeah. Um. So another match is brewing. It's uh obviously with uh. It felt like you know Jericho still was going to get back to not only Cesaro but also to Danielson. Yep. Uh. And then that led to uh, on Rampage they ended up making a match. Um. For the the full gear show, it's uh Jericho defending against Danielson, uh Claudio Castagnoli and Sammy Guevara. So um. It was Jericho's idea to. He's like, it doesn't seem pretty fair, so I'm gonna have one of my guys in there, and then he cut a condescending promo on Sammy Guevara, so um, basically saying, you know, might call him my little buddy, and he said he'll do to, do what needs to be done once we eliminate those those people. So, you know, we'll see. Well, you already know what's gonna happen. At some point in that match, Sammy's gonna schoolboy that man and get a in in Jericho gonna kick out at two and be like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, there's a clip somewhere of like Azumi like before EO left and like they happened to throw a match and like <laughs> shit was hilarious. I gotta go find it, but yeah, like it's just always funny. It's like, bro, like I thought we was no. Is it, now you gonna screw me now? Okay, okay. Uh, you got to do it like Shawn Michaels off the rip. The bell got a ring and then just hit super kick uh, Cena, right? He super kick Cena, <laughs> or he super kick Triple H. Oh, so you uh, get green. the Cena. So you get the Cena. Yep. That's right. And the Cena made the face like, what? Yeah. 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 So um, there is a match book for next week. It's Sammy versus Danielson. The rematch and it's two out of three falls. So um, why do you think they went with that? Is it to get Sammy a win like to give him credibility, you think? It's like a one up thing, I think, with the Garcia thing, maybe. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they but, could. Like, but Garcia won the first match with Danielson. Danielson beat Guevara. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is Sammy going to win this match? Could. He should. Yeah, he could. He wants to prove himself. So, um, but you know they'll do a fuck. You know they'll. You know obviously they'll both win each fall. And then like they'll have one of the uh, JSA dudes like screw Danielson somehow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but um, but at least that's what they should do because they got to get Garrett. They got to get Guevara some credibility. Some wins, Jesus. Um, three way match with OC, Luchasaurus, and Phoenix. This is fun. This is all over the place. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy ended up coming back midway through the match. Uh, and as he was going to beat up Orange Cassidy, but he hit Luchasaurus with a chair and uh, knocked him through a table off the um, stage area. So it was good to see uh, the Jungle Boy back. Um, then that ended up breaking down to Orange Cassidy and Phoenix um, in the uh, middle. And they were going back and forth. And then he kind of caught Phoenix out of nowhere with the orange punch. And before this, like Pac wants uh, Phoenix to cheat. Uh, Phoenix ain't really with the cheating stuff uh, because, you know, he's an honorable man. You know, um, he decides not to use the hammer like Gallagher. And he basically 
ends up losing, catches the orange punch, winner and still champion, Orange Cassidy. Um, after that, Pac was out there. He's still pissed. Anytime he sees Orange Cassidy, is on site. Um, but all of a sudden, we start hearing, hearing those pianos. That and then at this point, I'm like, all right, man, what the fuck's going on here? Like, I'm like, there's no clue that Shibata's fucking coming here or anything. And I'm like, bro, that's Shibata's music. What the fuck is happening? And then Shibata fucking comes out. I'm like, why is he here? Like, this this show is insane. Like, we've seen Jeff Jarrett. We've seen fucking Colt Cabana. We've seen fucking uh, Kasuri Shibata. And it don't stop. Like, it's still going to, like, get ridiculous um, to come. Uh, Shibata comes out, saves him. And then it was like, yeah, the winner of this match gets his his dream match uh, on Friday, the All Atlantic City Dream Match. And then Cassidy Shibata accepts the challenge of, of Orange Cassidy, and a match is made. Yeah, so I have not watched the uh, Shibata Orange Cassidy match yet because I was up against it. I already know the result, uh, but and I'll watch it when I get it. Uh, probably tonight once I'm done uh, uploading the show, but. I know at least there's like the thing of, all right, well, apparently he like Shabbat just likes the Orange Cassidy dude in kayfabe because he already made a save for him at, at uh, Forbidden Door. This is him making another save and then you get the match or whatever else. So that, that's that's fine. Uh, but it just it just always is funny to me. Like <laughs> you hear the Shabbat's music, you hear Shabbat's music and they pop, the crowd pops and it's like, I thought y'all told me. That this mother, that they don't know these Japanese motherfuckers. This is a motherfucker that has not that that hadn't wrestled between this year and 2017. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, in here you go. Like, this is like his what third match in five years. Lots of like cap. That. Lots of cap. You know, unloading the cap. Yeah, it's someone says Shibata's music sound like No Scrubs by TLC. It is. I, I, can, same, I can see the. I can see the. Same I don't think the same. I don't think it's the same key. Uh, yeah. but I, I see, I see why people are like, the, you know, it's similar. Um, I can see that. So, so after that, Swerve is backstage, uh, with Tony Giovanni and Rick Ross. I'm like, I didn't know Rick Ross would immediately follow up Cassio Shibata. So like at this point, like I'm all the way off the fucking rails at this point, I'm sitting here and we're going to talk about it. Like I'm waiting for fucking Marina Shafir's theme to come on and shit. And I'm just like seeing all this crazy shit happen. I'm like, huh? <laughs> And then Rick Ross submits like the cameo of a lifetime here. This, look, this was fucking excellent. I don't know. Look, you, you go, you go through it. And at the end, I'll give you, I'll give you my my thoughts on it. So, so Swerve is is here with Rick Ross. Uh, Shivani's trying to basically lure him into some trap questions. Rick Ross wants to be positive. He doesn't want to think about all that. They're trying to celebrate. They've got. They said Swerve is going to be the biggest recording artist, and Ross going to make sure of it. There's champagne. All of a sudden, Keith Lee comes in, and, and he's talking to Ross. And I'm seeing Rick Ross and Keith Lee, and I'm just like, this is absurd. And and Keith Lee's like, you know, what happened last week, and and all this stuff, and. And it, it was like, you know, he, he basically, you know, he drops the line and he's like, you know, accusations, false accusations. And it's incredible. Twitter lights up immediately. And he's just talking about being the best in the world. And I'm like, bro, Rick Ross feels so overdue for like, like when I saw Gates in wrestling, I was like, oh, yeah, Kevin Gates, perfect for wrestling. He's like, a, yeah, because he's, he's the all time capper. Yes. Rick Ross should should be 
on the page. Like he should be someone that Tony Khan can call at any time to, to show up to be like, "Hey, man, work out. Are you are you near us this week? Come come through. We'll put you on TV for twenty seconds." Bro, I had already knew about the stuff, the accusations, clip, and all that kind of stuff. Y'all didn't tell me about all the other stuff he did, and it's like thirty, and like minute and a half thing backstage. That was awesome. And he's like, I he's, have he's an incredible. He's he's manipulative. He's charming. He, <laughs> or I don't know if he's charming. Not actually the word. Like he's like so obviously manipulative. And like it's com- and it's like hilarious, and he's having the time of his life. Like I've always wanted to be on fucking wrestling. That's like that's that's the game. That's the opinion, or like the, the vibe he gave. Like I've been I've been trying to do this shit for years. Like if I like I want to be a wrestler, and then like, I just didn't rap shit because it's all next thing over. <laughs> like it ain't nothing lying. I just go here and lie. I've been doing this, been doing this to, to to acclaim for fifteen years. I did not ask, but this thing, I feel like this was one take. I feel oh like this is just Rick Ross and his natural habitat. Uh, I, 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 don't, so I don't think Ross good. needed several tries to figure this out. This, this, this felt so like the authentic good. Ross. A star is born. Unbelievable. <laughs> he, just like you said, like for me, after, after I saw it, I was like, he is welcome back at any time or any professional wrestling American uh, thing that, that's going on. Like, Fuck it. Send him to Japan, too. Like... <laughs> What? What the fuck did he do? And Noah? <laughs> I just, oh, Nakajima. I'm like, I'm like, oh. oh my god. This is so stupid. <laughs> like the idea of him going to Japan and to, to do what he does, like that he did here, there, it doesn't give the, it doesn't help any Japanese company at all. People would be like, what is he saying? I don't understand. It never grows. <laughs> you need Rick oh Ross with the translations underneath. You know. Oh my god. But yeah, man. It, it was fantastic. And like, yeah, like he needs to come back. Like, I know Mike Tyson is coming back, um, or came back, but like, um, yeah, he needs to be someone that's on AEW television like every six months. Yeah. Got gotta bring Ross in. Yeah. Um, Especially like when when it's time to, to to put like a singles belt on Swerve. Oh yeah, we need it. We need it. We need it. Um. So up next, we got the TBS. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brewhaven said that. Uh. Oh, okay. Never mind. Check his section. Rick champagne. Ross built for wrestling. No, no. Above that. Okay. Rick Ross uh, is Shivani so, champagne. Shivani should not drink the champagne. <laughs> you didn't even know it. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Like, one of the worst lines of the last, like, decade of rap. Yeah. Moving on. Speaking of rap, uh, so we had Jay Cargill versus Marina Shafir, but um, that's not uh, the, the, the main thing here is your boy right here. So um, this was the part where I made my debut in... AEW. I feel we're reviewing myself here. Um, but yeah, I ended up uh, working with Mikey Ruckus on uh, Marina Shafir's theme song. And this thing came uh, together in less than a day. 
So I was sitting here on a Tuesday. I get a message from Mikey Ruckus, and he's like, "Yo, I, I I'm up against a deadline. Uh, I think you would sound great on this song. I need your, you know, your your tone of voice and da da da. Uh, I got a track I'm gonna work on, uh, and then send it to you." So. The, when I got the message, I'm under the impression the beat wasn't even made yet. I get mm-hmm. like a message and maybe like maybe an hour after that, hour and a half. Uh, and then I'm like, all right. And there's a hook on it. And then I'm like, all I got to do is write two sets of eight bars. I was like, bro. And he was like, can you have this back to me tonight? I was like, yeah, bro. I got a studio in the crib. Um, I was like, I'll have this shit back to you ASAP. So I get it back to him within two hours um, of him sending it to me because, you know, the whole shit wants to go slow, like, you know, sometimes, but, um, it was real fun writing it and working on it. I felt honored, you know, that he wanted me to jump on it. And, um, at first I was like, I, I had got some parameters for it. I was like, man, so like, what am I going to like rap about? But like, he made it real easy. Like with the concept he was like, yeah, don't, you don't have to like mention like, like Marina or anything like that. It was just like thinking about the, uh, the, the hook on the song is like, you know, you got 99 uh, answers, but can't solve one problem and just kind of invert that. Like it's Jay-Z 99 problem. So um, ripped. It seems like it got a very positive reception online. Um, I don't it, like, I, I, I Google or I, I, I typed it in. I was vanity search and I was like, man, I was a Marine fear theme. Da, da, da. And, you know, everybody was feeling it. They were, they were showing love and um, people were on Reddit talking about it. Uh, the YouTube videos doing really well, like with it. So uh, that was something I've always wanted to do. Very happy that it went over well. And I hope I see Maria Shafir some more uh, because then you guys will hear you know, the song uh, more on the show. James, did you, did you catch the song? Or were you speeding through the entrances? Um, you had sent me the song beforehand. So I'd already heard it. Um, but, um, I don't know if I didn't have, a, if I hadn't heard the song or whatever else, or I hadn't, if I hadn't known you, if I would have like been as been like, um, as into it or whatever else, but like you know, I like the I like the hook when I heard it. I liked your verses and everything. Like it's a good song. It's just um, I don't know. Like there's something there's something with um, the entrances or whatever in AEW or uh, in like this recent stretch. I can't put my finger on it, but like I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I have to think more about it. But yeah, like you did a good job, and like I like the beat, and I like the uh, the the. Like it's a good entrance, it's good entrance music, um, and I think it's fitting with like her, um, her previous music elsewhere too, um, as far as strings. So like I, I thought it kind of tied together. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was a blast working on that. Shout out to Mike Ruckus, and uh, hopefully you know won't be the last one here. So um, yeah, we y'all got should, y- y'all should definitely like do more of those. Yeah, man. Um, the match after that was pretty short. Uh, Jade was wearing Marina out, and then um, uh, Nyla. Nyla Rose was sitting on the top, running the gimmick that never like works well as a television viewer. Right. Like when we're hearing somebody like yell like on the microphone as a match is happening, it's just really like chaotic and distracting. It's distracting, and it tells you that the match isn't important to pay attention to at all. Yeah. So Jade uh, won and Nyla ran away with the TBS belt and we did not get to hear uh, the song twice. So I was like, I hope everybody paid attention the first time. So um, (laughs) type it in YouTube. Check it out. 
Um, so we got a vignette from the House of Black. Um, the, the lore, the lore begins again. So, um, yeah, you know, hopefully somebody has deconstructed all of, all of it. Like, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, they were all like basically like I don't know, like their followers or whatever else. Whatever you want to call them, like they all like buried them or you know traditional ways of like you know um or of back in the day the way we would bury people or you know get rid of them get rid of their bodies whatever else and like this was like um you know jesus resurrection type of thing it, it wasn't it wasn't like that difficult like it, it look it, it look i'll say this i'll take this over uncle howdy any day of the week i know Man, what the fuck this was i forgot about that with the, like they're with basically the saying like stuff. we're coming yeah. back. It's basically it's, it's it's like it's their dark version of what <laughs> the leader doing with like look at us and like now they're missing. But this is like okay, we're being reborn. That's all it is. I didn't know if there was a deeper meaning because you know when we were saying that the, maybe the maybe break- there is, but that it doesn't it doesn't concern from the main. It doesn't like add to the main point that they're coming back. Like the Bray Wyatt one, like people were just like. They were figuring oh. everything out. I they, they was freeze framing and like. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about how Malachi will, will, will tell you how he, like you know this particular color palette will mint like five different things and like, uh, cool, bro. I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't think it out that far. I appreciate you have that kind of level of uh, dedication to this thing, but like the, ma- the main point, I understood. So like, you won. You you already won me over. Like, stop drilling. You already struck oil. Um. Yeah, so I, I was saying different things like, you know, I don't know if Malachi Black was sad he couldn't be Uncle Howdy, uh, but um, hopefully everything's cool, you know, that was going on earlier in the year, and, he, and he's cool. Like, it looks like Brewhaven says, uh, he said on the stream that CK stopped him from doing something dumb. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it was shot very well. I'll say that. Like, yeah, it was. So, um and then uh, they uh, basically, uh, you know, go into the ROH TV championship match. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Brian Cage. Uh, this one was I, I was in and out. I was still in the the euphoric aftermath of my phone blowing up and uh, my social media like went insane almost in a way like it hasn't done in a while. Usually if I, if I fire off like a viral tr- tweet or something, um, it'll get active like that. But this was like everyone like <laughs> being like yo we heard this da, 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 da. was that you da, 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 da. so i don't really have much on this match yeah um it was a match kind of like if you were going to plot out what they what they what you think a brian cage um samoa joe match would be it was that plus like some like suplexes and throws that i was not expecting from out of cage like i i thought this was a really good match and i thought that like it was mostly because cage was wrestling his ass off joe is joe is doing the stuff that he's capable of doing at this stage but like with his age and his i guess conditioning or whatever else like he he, he like he can start strong for like a certain amount of time and then like he has to sell because he's he's it seems like he's out of gas and then like you have to figure out how to get to the finish from there. And I thought that Cage, uh, him and Cage had a, had a, um, really cool things like to get out or to get to the, towards the finish. Like it was, um, like there was a slam that, uh, Cage had on Joe, Joe where like, he basically like had his arm caught and then like basically like did like a flipping had Joe like up and flipped him. And I was like, God damn. Like obviously it's cooperated or whatever else, but like, God damn Cage is strong. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, really <laughs> impressive. Like, uh, Cage also hit like a 
And these ain't popcorn muscles. Like a no, no. This is not Joey Porter. No. Um, but like this was he did a uh Cage also did like a flip over like elbow drop where like you know how you do your elbow drop, you just come down, like he basically like jumped and it flipped on the, as if he was like going to the flip over like a moonsault to land and hit the elbow on the other side. Like that's what he did. Well not well, twist, not a not a not a uh, flip, but like it was it was impressive. Like dude's like Super dude has tons of tr- bag of a bag of tricks to, uh, for the pop match, whatever else. It's just like uh, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't get the you know the shine. Like the dude is, you can put him like obviously you'll see him in the um in the AEW tournament or whatever else or or eliminated tournament or whatever else, and he'll have uh, I, he can have a killer match. Moves, baby. Yeah, moves, baby. <laughs> like he's awesome. He's just he's so fucking good. He's so Look, fucking good. When people were trying to um. At when, when we were getting like reports of maybe his wife being upset with AEW on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and people were trying to like just go out our way to like be mean to this guy on Twitter, I engaged in none of that foolishness. Right. Why? Because this we, nigga is raw as fuck. Exactly. Like, like this is raw as fuck. Like he's a wrestler like anybody else that probably thinks very highly of their own ability and and all that stuff. And he was the first. Um, like sign where I was like, you got to let guys like if you if you want AEW to be this different thing, right? I feel like you got to treat them differently as fans. And a lot of times in the past with promotions, when someone would complain like that, the fans would turn against them. Mm-hmm. And this would happen like in WWE. So I immediately took the uh, mindset. I'm like, bro, let him let him get it off his chest or whatever. Let let him like you know let him vent. Like obviously he's not being used, and I don't. I don't know why or whatever, but um, like it's good that he's back and he's always been raw. And yep. He's always had like, you know, he's got some limitations, but in short doses, like and just tell him to go out there and, and work and do his thing. Like, bro, he's he's always been awesome. Like, yeah. this is no surprise. And yeah. People need to stop capping pretty much like, <laughs> yeah, I, I... You know, tribalism is weird. It's, it's always weird. Um, but yeah, like, so it's like he's he's on you. Like if you're a W fan, he's on your side. He just wants to be used. Like, what's the problem with that? But but you know, you you can't say anything bad because then it makes you feel bad because you identify with this thing you like. What it's like, nah, man. Like I like this thing, and sometimes it's awesome, sometimes it's not. And like I I don't. That's just being honest. Um, and it doesn't make an indictment of myself that I, this thing that I like sometimes has weird things going on. Uh, but other people don't see it as that. People immediately just like, you know, cap for the institution. It's weird. Yeah, wild episode, um, to say the least. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear Brian Cage promos necessarily. Right? Then don't uh, yeah, make yeah, him talk. That's true. Like <laughs> go out there and let the bell ring. Same thing with Dante Martin. Like I don't care about Dante Martin promo. I care about Dante Martin matches. Yeah, um, but the um, yeah wild insane episode. There was there was all right wrestling on it, but like this was like a very this, angle this heavy not, show. If you were yeah, yeah, if you were tuning in to watch like you know to see like like last week's show when there's like you know three or four great matches and then another match is a banger. Or another that match was is not good, the show. good as hell. This is not told no totally different show. It's all about surprises and things you weren't expecting. Yeah, like five different things, just like completely disconnected from one one another like jeff jarrett fucking shibata rick ross Ross. what like i don't yeah um cole cabana yeah yeah. 
man nuts um but i did watch the orange cassidy and shibata match and but it was think? pretty fun um i would probably say it was like three and three quarters okay um i would say how long um, did it go it went that started probably, rampage yeah it started rampage i would probably say it went like maybe like 14 minutes okay. um uh and shibata was in there hitting uh he, he was landing like in a oh, way well. like where it was like a real match well shibata is always out there hitting but the thing is like at this point is shibata getting hit back because that oh. arena match he wasn't hitting but he wasn't getting hit back yeah yeah o- oc was hitting back trading okay. um I, I just want you know I, I just hope everyone you know uh will, will be honest with themselves and and admit that orange cassidy fucked shibata up you know and, and whooped his ass and shibata been out here lying about the toughness, you know, for for years wrestling on the reputation came to AEW and got in there with a real tough guy, you know, OC, you know. Hold on, he said, oh, hold on. Uh, Brew Haven said that uh, Orange Cassidy did Kawada kicks. Did he, he did. do the slow Kawada kicks? Did he do like no? The he actual? did real ones. Okay, that because it would be funny if he actually did like slow Kawada kicks in Sishibata. That'd be fucking hilarious to me. There, there's a there's a cool spot where they're uh, like they're mocking each other. At, at one point, uh, Orange Cassidy sits down like you know the Chris Ross applesauce uh, style. <laughs> <laughs> to push Shibata off, but then they're face to face, and then he's doing like the slow, like slaps. where he's supposed to be slapping each other. Yeah, oh he's doing slow slaps, God. and then Shibata responds and just fucking turns his lights out. Um, yeah, but yeah, this was this was awesome, and this was just, um, you know, this, yeah. this was a cool, cool thing. And I think it sold a few extra tickets for the building. Mike Tyson was on commentary for this match, and Mike Tyson was a pleasant surprise. Very awesome. He was calling moves and shit. Uh, this was a, a, another bring Mike Tyson back um, moment here. Um, and he was on there with Ross and stuff like that. Was it there was, something? Was he just on there just to be on, or was there actually like a reason for it? Uh, they, they just kind of, I think it's a. Uh, boost rampage up thing gotcha. but they called him in specifically to commentate for the orange cassidy and shibata he seemed like a big fan of orange cassidy uh which was which was funny and he was calling shibata the great shibata and all this stuff like he he was like this informed commentator it was funny mm-hmm. everyone thinks he did a good job so okay uh, I, I would definitely recommend that um they had uh coach madison rain and sky blue took on uh Britt and jamie uh they Please left coach- a squash uh, pre- pretty much extended squash uh, for Britt and Jamie and um, Sky Blue actually like showed some signs of there there may be some ability there. Um, they booked Sky Blue versus Jamie Hader next week. Um, <laughs> there is something off the air. I will uh, speak with you about oh, it regarding God. that and also the match at Full Gear. But um, the uh, Coach Madison Rain they they kind of left her out of the ring. So like she wasn't in as much because I thought this was going to be another performance of coach Madison rain, but, but it was not so lucky, but it was a tag team match. Um, so I was like, you know, just kept her there. Then we got a, a main event. Um, oh, and also the end of dynamite and the wool Hobbs with belt in the air. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, what's the name of the team? Gates of Agony. Yeah, Gates of Agony came out, and then Warlow uh, tried to clear them out. He ran wild for a little bit, and then Hobbs uh, hits a spine buster on Warlow, holds with the belt, the TNT title, which is like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I why not? Like, they did tease that when they did that three-way tag match. Uh, at, what pay-per-view was that? Was that Revolution? They were in that ladder match. That's right, during the ladder match. So, yeah, like, anything with Lee and Hobbs and um, Warlow, I, I want to see. <sighs> 
Um, and then this one kind of em- ended similarly. So this was um, uh, basically Gates Agony against Ward Joe. Um, Ward Joe ends up getting the win. And um, after the match, um, Gates Agony is just kind of regular, kind of mid. Um, kind of ring honor. Yeah, yeah. And they um, ended up – there was a, this this one moment where Joe – or Warlow was backing into Samoa Joe, and there was, like, this look that Joe shot Wardlow, like, like watch where you step in, essentially, or, like, mm-hmm. what's going on while Joe is looking at Hobbs in the aisle. So there's there could be a couple things going on. War Joe may not be long for this world. So um, I mean, that's what I kind of figured. Like, <clears throat> I think that Joe works be- – well – Depending on who he's, uh, obviously, I think that like if you were trying to get like a a heated promo over like or program over like I would I would I would have Joe versus Kingston. I would do that. That'd be one of my first things I do. Man, Joe and Kingston would be really fun. The promos be fucking awesome, and then they be getting their faces and spit flying everywhere, and just talking about they want to fight, and then the match would be some ass beating seven minute thing. Like it should be awesome, but um, yeah, like you know. I think that uh so I, I, I didn't think that, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I think that um Warlow and Joe, I, I figured it was gonna head towards some type of I, I didn't think it was long term with them being a tag team. Like yeah. I didn't think they were gonna like get Yeah, they, they were about to be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that. I thought this had like you know, Y two AJ written all over it. Yeah, I don't think they were gonna It's gonna longer than that, but you get my point. Brothers of destruction. Like I didn't think it was gonna be that. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I guess, James, it's time to hit the music. Okay, so on Saturday night, Stardom will... Saturday morning here. Uh, Sarum had a pay-per-view. Um, uh, I believe it was called Hiroshima. I I wish I could remember the name of these pay-per-views. Um, but it was one. Th- it was eleven three show. But um, show ended up starting out with. Uh, I didn't watch the pre-show uh, five-way match. Um, it had. I think it was like Waka and Azumi and uh, Amasaki and I can't remember the other two. But like. Um, the the opener was a tag match. It was FWC versus Roaka and um, Kashima, Saki Kashima, and it was okay. Uh, it 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 started out with um, them getting heat on Kaguma, um, the Hills getting heat on Kaguma, um, and then a Hazuki coming in. And they quickly cut her off, and then uh, at some point it turned into Kaguma versus Saki, and they're both trying to. Um, <laughs> Everyone trying to get each other out of there with their own flash pins. Ultimately, at the end, Kagumi uh, is up uh, winning that battle, and she ends up uh, pinning uh, Saki with the Kuma roll. I end up giving it uh, two and three quarters. Um, then uh, next match, you get uh, Hameka versus Yuna Mizumori. Now, Yuna Mizumori is a uh, Gato mover um, uh, trained by Emi Sakura, obviously. Um, and sh- ever since the uh, battle royal at um, Royal Climax, she's been getting some uh, like s- 
showcases here and there like she especially on um the new blood shows uh she you know she had a match with lady c she had a match with someone else recently um and a, a lot of it is like she is uh overflowing with charisma very charismatic uh does goofy singing down to the ring and everything sings her own sings her own theme song and everything um very funny uh her as far as what she is in the ring i haven't really been able to discern it because her matches have been very goofy but she came in here with a mecca and miss mori is is a big gal um and Hameka is a big gal so they just said let's go out there and just club shot each other and shoulder tackle each other and um this match was very good um i think that miss mori is like going to end up in stardom like not just as some appearance thing like actually end up on the roster um, I think, I think, I don't know where she ends up. Like, obviously stars would be a good place. I think she could, be, I, I think there was jokes that like, she wants to be a cosmic angel. That'd be fucking hilarious. I would love to see that. Uh, but yeah, like she, uh, her and Emeka, like they were really good here. Um, Emeka overpowered her. She, she fought back and like, ultimately at the end, um, she wasn't put away by like the rainmaker. So she ends up like her ends up having to Thor into the uh, corner and get her up for the running power bomb, get the win. Um, I ended up going a uh, three and a quarter on it. Really fun match. Um, next match, Utami versus Natsuko. Um, I think this is the best singles match I've ever seen on Natsuko. Um, they tease. Okay. So on the video package, uh, for the match, this is Natsuko's first pay-per-view uh, singles match since she blew her knee out in a red belt title match against Utami back in uh, the January 4th of July show last year. Um, so, the video package is showing, like, the first few minutes of the sh- of the match. Like, you get the big spot where um, they Natsuko's on has the advantage on Utami. She beat her down early, and then she puts... Uh, Utami on a table that's up against the uh, on the floor up against the ring and Nasco grabs the Utami you know she comes out with the rose put the rose in her mouth and it jumps off the top rope or middle rope and then like uh, with a splash and then um, then like the camera cut like to just showing uh, Nasco or the, the video package cuts just cuts from there to her on the ground and they had to call the match. Like they didn't show like how she actually blew out her knee, which which would have been like <sighs> they decided to leave that part out and continue with the story to make it like whatever. If you remember it, then it's gonna it's gonna feel clunky, but whatever. Like at that match, after she did that, she celebrated after she hit the splash, and then like she was on the uh she was jumping off of the uh apron to give a like a dump like a uh, diving stomp onto Tommy and her plant leg buckled underneath her and she blew her out her knee. Um, so they cut a part out. They cut that part out, right? They cut the Kendra Park Perkins part out. They just cut that out. Um, and, uh, basically Utami told her like, after they have to have to stop the match. like, I'll protect the belt. And when you come back, I'll give you your shot. Obviously, that did not happen. Sure, he took the belt off her back last year in December. So at the press conference, um, Nasco was pissed off, saying like, "You broke your promise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm furious. I'm gonna kill you because because of you know you broke your promise." So, um, match is good, and then they get to the part where like they pull out Nasco and they recreate the same spot with the chair with the table. 
So, um, Nazco brought out a black rose. I don't think Utami even brought out a rose this time. So, um, <laughs> so you look like you're about to get the dive. Utami gets up there, cuts her off, puts her, puts Nazco on the table, and then you get, you know what you get? You get Utami fly a shista. She hits, she hits a, she hits a Spanish fly, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen her fly in the air except for a drop kick. You can tell she, tell, you can tell she was not practicing this thing. She's like, Reebok's on, I just do it, I just go and do it, like her girl said. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, and then the match continued, and it was a, uh, they, they really put over, um, like Nasico hitting lots of like Death Valley drivers. And like top row splashes, and like they gave her a lot in this match to make you think that like she was going to beat Utami. And if you were someone that is unfamiliar with like the hierarchy of starter, you might have bought that for a second. I did not, I, but I thought it was uh, the crowd was into like the near falls. Um, and then Utami cut her off and then hit her with finally hit her with the black tiger dry, uh, bomb for the win. Uh, I ended up going three and three quarters. I, I was like. This was like the most effort I've seen out of Nasco since that title match. And that was one of the things that sucked about it is like, I give Nasco a lot of shit because I think that she's actually good. I just think that she doesn't fucking try and is lazy. So like when she tries, I'm good with it. Um, but she doesn't try that often unless she's ever, unless she's in like house show main events or in a spot where like she can't, you know, fuck it up. She can't afford to fuck it up. She, she that's that's the only time she ever tries um so yeah like i was happy like uh you know she lost like i knew that i mean you knew she was gonna lose but it is what it is and uh this sets up for later in the night um uh, i also forgot to mention uh between the first match and the second match they aired um future shows like they're going to do um a for the begin for the beginning of the year um, they're going to start January 3rd at Yokohama Budokan. That's the first night of, uh, the Triangle Derby, the trios, uh, round robin. Um, then they're going to do, uh, there's going, they're going to have a Korokin on the 6th. On the 8th, they're going to go to Yokohama Budokan and run night two of, or, or night three of, uh, Triangle Derby. And then they're doing a special, like, show the ne- very next day, like a homecoming show for Tam. Um, like in her particular like uh city, as opposed to like just her being like the home area girl in Nagoya. Um, so uh, I said I said that wrong. Uh, one three is Yokohama Budokan. One six is Corgan Hall. One eight is uh Nagoya, and then like one nine is um is the Tam Homecoming show. So they're doing back to back in like N- Nagoya prefecture. Well, that's a lot of shows. IG. I mean, at the start, I mean, who knows how that goes, but or how that month will look out. But like, that's how they're starting out. Uh, so, I mean, and who knows with schedules and all that kind of stuff? Because you know, there is fourteen teams in this uh, derby thing, so I'm sure they got to get some, a lot of people. I, I, I think they're going to be like bringing in a lot of outsiders to, to fill the fill that out because you know, um, they only got thirty two people on the roster full time. Um. So anyway, send the elite. Why not? <laughs> I mean, look, you wouldn't wa- you wouldn't want to see um, you want to see like the elite versus Utami, Kamatani, and Azumi because I would. <laughs> I'd watch that. 
Um, they actually, uh, they actually had a, a defense against um, Oedo tied for the trios belts uh, in early October, in the first half no. of October, and like it went to a thirty minute draw, but it was great. Um, anyway, uh, so continuing on, uh, Konami, uh, so. The show is in Hiroshima. Konami's from Hiroshima, so they brought they brought Konami back in, or not brought her back in, but like she made her second appearance of the year in Stardom, um, in like or in wrestling. Actually, I don't think she's wrestled outside of Stardom. Uh, so it was Konami, Mirai, and Ami versus Julia, Tekla, and Mai, and this match was a lot of Julia and Konami, and like the match they had at. Uh, Sumo Hall at the end of last year, and and that was like the big drama for it is getting them into the ring together. Eventually, uh, it also was also a lot of it was also built around um, Tekla and um, and Konami for the first time encounter, um, and like Julia and Mirai. Um, mm-hmm. Very good, fun paced action. Konami still like she hasn't lost a step, still great, um, and. Like at the in the closing stretches, Konami and Julia, and they're just going at it. End up going down the stretch where, um, <sighs> this fucking psychopath, uh, Julia was on the second on the second rope, and Konami gets behind her on the second rope, and like fucking just Germans are off the second rope on her don't like basically like that Tam and Julia spot from uh, the final except it wasn't a except it wasn't a drag suplex it was a regular su- German suplex it's like you can't be taking too many of those you 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 missed like months last or last year with a bad neck like what are you doing <laughs> fast life <laughs> so uh, they 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 throw more bombs at each other uh, as it closed down because it's a fifteen minute time limit so uh, they went to a fifteen minute draw like Julia had uh, Konami up for a um, glorious driver as the bell rang and she ended up dropping her at the end anyway and then like they did this funny thing where like Julia still wants Konami uh, to join DDM uh, uh, so like she basically like chased. Uh, Konami to the back, and that's, that's how they uh, got out of that, or that's how they went away on that. Uh, so I don't, uh, I don't care if we only see you twice a year. You yeah. you need to be with me. Yeah, like she's still like the, uh, and Konami still has like uh, she comes out in you know, God's eye po or fin- you know the gang side and all that kind of stuff, and like she's wearing like a necklace. I think it had the uh, the God's eye logo on the necklace. Yeah, uh, like you got to recruit a little harder, uh, Julia, if you're gonna actually get this one done. Um, but yeah, uh, so next match after that, oh, I didn't get this match three and a half stars. It was a very fun match. Uh, so next match after that was a SWA title match. Mayu versus Alpha Female Jazzy Gabbard. Um, this was a way better version of what, uh, Kyrie was doing with Alpha Female at the last pay-per-view two weeks ago. Um, like Mayu, you get reminded that Mayu's like one of the greatest bumpers and sellers ever. <laughs> you just get reminded like... Uh, and I think Alpha Female was a lot rougher with Mayu than she was with Kyrie, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, this match was, was fun. Like, Mayu just gets, just get ragged all over the place. Uh, Mayu fights back and she tries all of like her, you know, her tricks, like tries her Karana, flash her Karana, get, get her out of there, tries to like sneak behind her and get the flash dragon suplex, one none doing. Uh, gotta, gotta go to the side Kamatani, uh, school on that one. Um, <clears throat> so... Basically, at the end, 
like Mayu like trying to take this monster out just like all right I got you down I'm getting this shit done with moonsault in one corner moon moonsault second corner moonsault third corner moonsault fourth corner pin like I, <laughs> I really enjoyed this match like Mayu had her fucking worker shoes on because she knew like alpha female doesn't can't do anything be big and mean and imposing uh like and I'm getting this match three and a half stars I think people might think like that's too high but it's like at worst, it's, four, it's three and a quarter. But, like, I really enjoyed, like, the beating that Mayu endured to get this match to work in the way that it did. And, like, the crowd was really into it. Um, uh, so, next match after that. Oh, so, after this match, Mayu uh, relinquishes the SWA belt and says she wants to focus on the IWGP Women's title. Which means that that belt is being paid, probably retired and the IWGP belt just replaces what the, what the SWA belt was. Um, I don't know if they necessarily, I don't know if I feel like they telegraphed that like Mayu's winning. I don't know, but um, we'll see um, come October 20th. Uh, then the tag title match, Tam and Aspoy versus Momo and Kid. Uh, Tam and now you saw the first night of tag league, right? Yes. So you saw like the Tampoy like entrance with the music and like you know they talked about they want to be the next beauty pair or what they no they said they want to be bigger than bigger beauty pair which is like <laughs> y'all ain't going platinum you stop this shit <laughs> um so um they sent you know they did they do the singing and come down to the ring so uh they did the singing and came down to the ring end up on the top ropes uh, before they finished off and then like. I don't know if it was Kid or Momo told uh, Rowaka, stop, go to the DJ booth and just press stop on the whole thing. Just press stop. And there then... is DJ Pretty Dragon when we need her. <laughs> so, so the music just cuts off abruptly, and like they're all looking around like what? And then like Momo and Kid attack them while they're still on the top rope, bring them down to the floor. Uh, they beat the hell out of them. Kid ends up uh, using the chair and wrapping that around. Um, Poi's leg, and then Poi is like fighting underneath like the whole rest of the match and uh, at the start. Um, and the Tim has to make saves for her. Uh, so it mostly is a, uh, the match is basically like uh, Tam and Momo are kind of sequestered to themselves, and then like Kid and Poi are kind of sequestered to themselves. Uh, so they basically get back again and back and forth, and um, they're it's all great together. Um, and then you start breaking out the moves. Uh, they're each making saves for uh, closing stretches. Nasapoy and, and Kid and uh, Tam and Momo are on the outside making plays and making saves. Um, and then ultimately, you ended up with um, Tam Tampoy like getting uh, German suplexing uh, Momo and Kid outside to the floor. They do the double dive and then they get um, Poi into the Poi and Kid back into the ring and then like. Uh, I forgot what it was. It was like a, a tandem move, and then uh, Poi hits uh, the the straight jacket bridging suplex. I, I forgot what she calls it, and I got the win. Uh, I probably give it four stars. Really fun match, and like, uh, I don't know who's next. They didn't announce the next winner, they didn't or next challenger. They didn't like no one came out. They didn't ask for next challenger, but um, I'm interested to see who's next. Uh, so. Then uh, the semi-main event, white belt match, Kamatani versus Mina. Mina shows up in new gear, and in the video package, they showed like, like her using in the Grand Prix in the second half, like getting wins by beating Ami with the figure four. 
Um, she beat Mina with a basically a Thunder Fire driver that she calls a glorious uh, driver Mina, I think. Um, and then showed her like on the house show making um, hitting a dragon school leg whip, making uh, Kamatani tapping. And then I I hadn't picked this up before, but after she did that, she 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 is doing she is doing Kama or sorry she's doing Kiyomiya Mutoism. Yes, that's I didn't realize it. So uh, she comes down to the ring and she has a she has this uh, new outfit, new gear, new new like uh, jacket, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's this big draping thing uh, on the arm, similar to almost kind of similar to Kamatani, except like instead of the the long boas, it's almost like a almost like a banner that says like Chan Mina on it. Mm-hmm. And then. I noticed on her jacket, the jacket has like a boa attached to it. And I was like, this, she really was going full Muto with this. This is actually what she was doing. It wasn't just like coincidence. Like the Dragon School leg whip, the figure four, and then it, it, I was like, oh, she was, okay, whatever. So match starts and Mina goes to work on uh, Kamatani's legs. Um, they kind of laid off it enough to where it wasn't as overpowering as watching like Kamatani have to sell through like, let's say like a, the Starlight Kid defense where like she's grinding her, just grinding her to the bone, like the whole entire match. And then all of a sudden she gets up and jumps around is a little more, um, it was less heavy handed than that. Uh, but it was, a, but they still did the whole thing where, like you get your legs worked over and then you just go ahead and do a bunch of stuff. It just, it just wasn't as, it was well better done than that. So um, they give Mina a bunch of new things. Uh, they gave her like a, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the, of the main event. I'm sorry. Uh, but Mina has actually like gets her on the ropes. Like you actually like think for half a second, like maybe she could actually win. That's weird. Like they set it up where like she gets the, the, uh, she build towards it. She gets the first, um, figure four leg drop. No, I'm sorry. Figure four leg drop. Figure four. Uh, and Kamatai makes ropes, and then like they go later in the match towards the closing stretch, and then she hits it, and she gets it on, and you're like, oh, she might actually tap out until Kamatai makes his face like her eyes are bugging out of her head, and I was like, oh, she's definitely tapping out that. She looks like she looked she she looked too much like a nerd if that happened. So, um, Kamatani uh fights back from underneath and hits her uh schoolboy uh backdrop driver and then she goes to the top rope for a phoenix splash and she she airballs it no 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 uh water in the pool she just completely misses she gets up she does it again and this time man she misses but she overwrote but she sticks her foot out to try to like make make contact and her foot Foot drops down and hits Mina right on the fucking jaw, oh. and Mina immediately reacts like terribly. And I'm thinking, oh my god, she broke her jaw. So, like, it was so bad that like Mina couldn't stand the pain to stay down for the three count. Like, she got a shoulder up, but the ref just counted it anyway. Um, so Mina's fucked up. Tam's in there immediately. Uh, the medical guy's in there immediately, uh, Poi's in there immediately, and um, I guess she was good enough to, where she said, like, she could say her, you know, talk at the end, so, like, Kamatani, you know, says, like, you know, you say you had a lot of passion, or this, you had a lot of passion, or whatever else, do you still feel that way? 
Um, and then Mina, like, she's talking almost like if she's like, <sighs> you can tell her, 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 her slurred speech because her mouth and jaw is fucked up. So at, by this point in time, you can see the, from the camera angle, you can see like her bottom row is all like, remember when, she, you remember when Cesaro faced, uh, at, at SummerSlam when he hit that, the, uh, the top turnbuckle or sorry, the, uh, the corner post and like it went jammed in. Lost her, all his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her whole bottom row, except for like two or three teeth are just fucking gone or in it or in her jaw or in her gums. And I was like, I can't believe this happened to her. I can't believe this fucking happened to her. And I can't believe that, like, she can stand in the ring and not immediately, like, need to be rolled out. And, like, she's slurring her speech and saying, like, you know, I got a, you know, bloody mouth and whatever. You know, or it tasted blo- something like the loss of, or I I felt the loss and felt the blood and felt, um, you know, missing teeth. But I'm going to get back here. And, like, and she walks off and, like, Kamatani is so, like, feels so guilty and is so upset that like after after Mina leaves she has to cut a promo about saying that like the Kyrie match has been rescheduled for uh October or November 19th but like she but Kamatani's in fucking tears she's so upset at what what she did she feels so bad mm-hmm. and I was like I feel so bad for both of them obviously the most important thing is Kamatani and or not Kamatani is uh is Mina and like what the fuck does this mean like you know like Saw if she How cut she a out? promo backstage also. I didn't see it. What did she and say? Everyone is say? like writing home about that one. It was just like more of what she was saying there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I saw like the way her mouth looked and I was like, that looks bad. Like and but you know, this is they you said, know, they, these I, things happen in wrestling and you know, you yeah, can shit you, she can she can spring into something off of this yeah i just um I, I don't think this is like some retirement thing i just think that like it really sucks because like she was coming into her own or people recognize that she was coming to her own and like I think she this, said something about it but it's like i keep that white belt or something i'm gonna take it from you so it was, yeah you know, i can imagine like that. saying that and it, it seems like the way that this match was set up is spe- in this match in the main event like Given what the month of shows were leading up to this, like they put a lot of stock into like getting over the challengers and these challengers like put the champions on the ropes. This wasn't like some like both cha- both champions more or less either had to dig incredibly deep or just luckily survived at the end. Uh, like it wasn't like a standard. OK, I know this person is going down like they knew that like these 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 uh, challengers weren't the most believable to people given like the stakes of, of, of where we are in this calendar and what's ahead of us. But like the champions like sold their asses off for the challenges on this night. But um, yeah, man, it sucked for, it sucked what happened to Mina and it's going to sink that however long she's going to be going for And like, you know, the whole process of like, cause I just remember like how long shame or same uh, Cesaro was embraces. And like, this ain't nothing compared to this. Like, this, that was just two front teeth or four front teeth or whatever. This looked like her whole entire front row except for like her two front teeth were just all fucking gone or in her gums. And like when I when it first happened, I thought initially she broke her jaw. Like I saw the update on uh, on um, in, on the English account saying that she, it was a bruised jaw and whatever else and like a in like a messed up like uh, uh, oral cavity or whatever else. I was like, 
damn, that sucked. Um, but yeah, uh, and I don't even know what to give the match because like I was so taken out of the match after I saw her foot hit her in the mouth or in the jaw that I, I didn't even know. But like it was like somewhere in the high threes, maybe four before that happened mm-hmm. um, or whatever else. So I, whatever, like it was it was a very good match none, nonetheless. So but what it, it was just a bummer to see that today. Um, and then the main event was Shuri versus Micah. And Shuri and Micah basically had like a twenty-five minute version, a uh, 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 twenty-five minute version of like their take on like Shuri and Utami almost. Um, mm. I think it, I think it wasn't as back and forth. I think it was more one-sided to get Micah over. But like it started out with like floor, like uh, with uh, rolling on the floor, um, playing more into um, Micah's background in judo, um, and uh, then. Like they tried, um, and then they and they started like you know running ropes and you know shoulder tackles and whatnot. And like I think this is like the first time I can remember where like Shuri lost like the opening salvo, like the opening start of a match and a big match with someone. Like normally she's just you know she wins and then or she beats someone's ass and then like she ends up outside on the floor and makes some mistake and ends up like getting power bombed or dropped on the apron. Like that's it's always a go to thing. So this happened in like. Uh, Micah like cleared uh, Shuri's ass out the ring. Shuri got back in there and then kicked her ass. And then they ended up back outside on the floor. And what do you think happened? <laughs> Shuri went for to go for a running kick off the apron. Uh, Micah gra- snatched her off and powerbombed her off the fucking apron to the floor. And I was just like, okay, you switched it up a little bit, but I knew I knew eventually you was gonna take your ass out here and do a big bump on the uh, on the floor or on the apron. So, um, like. A lot of this match was like Micah just handing uh, Shuri her ass, and then like eventually at some point Shuri was like, "I'm not losing this fucking belt," and she just dug deep and eventually uh, like tied up the the action. Um, and then Micah started pulling out these like, like lifted her up like a package pal driver, and then like did like a spin out thing that like a spin out slam, and then got her up again and hit like a package pal driver Ganzo bomb or whatever you call it, where it's like. Or a better way to say it is like um, package power driver tombstone. But mm-hmm. the thing is like Micah dropped her on the back of her head with it. But like Micah's so fucking strong that like she held her the whole time and then let her go after like the impact. So like it wasn't like she crunched her neck. It was like she got tapped on the head and then let her go. And I was like, God damn, Micah's strong. Uh, so um, Shuri gets, you know, at that point where, like, she's, she starts getting, you know, a bit desperate. She starts going to those kicks, starts lighting up Micah. Um, Micah ends up getting a, um, getting her, her regular finish to Inko Otoshi. Um, and then there's just a lot of stuff. Like, there was also, like, a desperation, like, Mishinoku driver from, um, from Micah. Like, this match is great. Like, I'm contemplating, uh, four and a half. I, I might just be stuck at the four and a, in a four and a third thing, but like this match was great. 25 minutes, like felt like just a awesome championship match. And like, I felt like, uh, Oh yeah. So Shuri, uh, she gets her up for the, um, the Emerald Flosion, uh, doesn't get to win with that. Like she has to fight some more. And then eventually, uh, Oh, this was the thing. So Micah hit a shoot head, butt and then hit a Mishinoka driver and she kicked in the Shuri kicked out. So at the end, Shuri uh hits hits her with like the like the match we had with Nanai, where it's like I'm gonna shoot or also Nakajima does this. I'm gonna shoot headbutt you the back of your head. 
right? And then and then got her up uh, using after uh, Micah laid against the ropes, got her up uh, and hit the uh, the one wing uh, Emerald Flosion and got the win. And like um, Shuri was like, you know, um, we had a match once. Um, we had a big match once before, like before we got to stardom, and like I never thought that like we would end up, you know, having a big match like this uh, in stardom. And I'm glad we did, and you gotten so much stronger. And like it was just a hug fest and tear fest, and it was awesome because you know the DDM history, everything, and like like I I just at the end of it, I just thought to myself like Micah has had three, uh, two or three red belt defenses. They've all been fucking raw. She had the white belt defense earlier this year in Fukuoka in her hometown, and she lost. And I was just like, this is like, I don't think she's ever going to be red or white belt champion, but like she, she damn well has like displayed that like she could carry that shit if, if, if it was ever called upon her. She's, she's fucking excellent. Um, She will be teaming at Historic X over Goto. with Hiroki I Goto. I know. Fitting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh trying to think uh who was uh so I forgot who Shuri I think Shuri said she's going to defend at um November nineteenth, the day before her historic crossover. They're doing a big show before then, the day before. Uh so it'll be a red belt match and white belt match. Um so Kyrie and Kamatani will it's be Utami, right? That's right, that's who it was. So yeah. Utami comes out, and I was, like, as she was talking, I was like, I'm trying to figure out who, I just slipped my mind, but I was trying to figure out, like, all right, so who's going to be next? And I was like, well, it has to be Utami, because Utami beat her night, the first, first opening weekend, or whatever else, perfect time, like, do it Osaka, and have another killer fucking match, and Tommy comes out, and talks about how she humiliated her, um, in 15, by being there inside of 15 minutes and everything, um, so that, that's set up, like, <laughs> so I can't wait to see them go run it back. Let's like, go. One thing I, I I have my ear out for. They did not mention anything about no time limit. So uh, look, be oh, look, man. look, be on the lookout. That like, look, it would be shocking if they <laughs> did. It, yeah, exactly. It would be shocking if they didn't go to a draw. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, I thought it was um. I thought it was a I thought it was a really good show. Uh I will stop short of saying great, but I thought it was a really good show. The the mean of things sucked, but uh yeah, like um very good show. Cool, man. Um yeah, I guess uh, I didn't have anything else. Um trying to think. Oh, well, I think that's it. Um, just make sure everybody, uh, if you guys are hearing this Tuesday, uh, wherever you are, do your civic duty and go vote. Um, and if you haven't already voted already through the mail or drop to join off, I dropped mine off over this weekend. So I'm in the game. Um, then, you know, so hope, hope this shit don't, don't further, uh, explode the wrong way. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, make sure you guys are downloading the One Nation Radio on the individual feed and all that. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff to come. So we, I've been uh, starting the preliminary stuff on uh, just jotting down no brainers for One Nation Radio awards. So uh, they need to start been, going through the ar- ar- you know archive and doing the best of stuff. Like try to get this first you know hey. one month knocking it out. <laughs> 
the 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 easy thing is a lot of clips available to you. Yeah. Just go right through that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you know, it always it doesn't sneak up on me. It always just piles up on me. It's like okay, so all right, you have it's December. So like go through all the whole entire year and come with the best stuff. I'm not doing that. It always happens. Right. So like so what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna do a part one, part two, and like try to get through like half the first half of the year, like this month, and then like try to knock out the last half uh hey, in December. And all if you guys are listening to the show, uh, you guys can help with that too. If if you 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 wanna like help James out, like and you're like, yo, you wanna listen back to old episodes on the One Nation radio feed, that'll A that'll help support the show and B you hope, you know, you can just give timestamps to us and, you know, we can easily cut that stuff. Yeah. Something stood out to you. So you can send it to me, send it to James and, you know, however you want to do it. And I I think it would be really cool to have a best of episode. Yeah. Um, So uh, that's in the show. Thanks for listening. Y'all be sure to read us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, And uh, if you're watching from, the uh live stream on tweet don't tweet on twitch yikes um we ain't gonna be the, doing uh, nothing on twitter uh so it, you know they, they might fuck around and pay all that shit yeah like i will not be paying eight dollars to be verified i do not care no um, they're talking about paywall the whole thing you gotta pay wall to use this motherfucker oh well i guess i won't be on twitter anymore yeah peace um yeah so <clears throat> Like it's funny, like this is I guess his idea is like, well, you use you people use Twitter or Elon Musk's idea is like, well, people use Twitter as their newspaper and people have a uh, newspaper subscription. So let me charge you. Let me charge for that. It's like, OK, buddy, like we'll just find something else instead. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, if you are watching from uh, from Twitch, uh, you can find our PayPal and our cash app below. And if you um, are listening to the podcast, you can go to the show notes or description and find the link to our Reddit circle and donate there. And be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watch This Shit, the Grave Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.